0: Hello, everybody, and welcome to episode 16. Now, this is the 69th overall podcast episode, you know, within nice. the, the Goodnight Grooves universe. Yes, nice. nice. Uh, but this is episode 16 of the Game Grooves podcast, the all encompassing gaming podcast from us, the Goodnight Grooves.
1: Matt, Matt, can I ask you something? Uh, you said it's the 69th podcast in the uh, the, Groove, the Groove podcasting universe. Is yes. that is that like the Marvel Cinematic Universe? Do we have crossover? Do we have uh, someone, uh, you know, Kevin Feige of sorts? Is that you, Matt? And can you tell us uh, when we will see uh, the first Infinity War level event?
0: Ooh, the, I think the first Infinity War level event maybe coming soon i don't know we'll, we'll, we'll have to see we'll have to see
1: oh okay
0: <laughs> anyway my name is matt as paul so uh, graciously mentioned and, and and introed me there and today i'm joined by mike josh and paul himself but let's get right into it instead of asking you guys how you're doing this week i want to ask everyone what their peak of the week has been paul what's the best thing that happened to you this week sir
1: I bought a new computer. I'm pretty psyched. Uh I've been playing video games and doing all of my <laughs> computing on a uh nine nine year old MacBook. Uh it was great nine years ago, best one you could buy. Uh, but not so great now, especially when it was never really meant for gaming or doing half the shit I do on it. So uh that wasn't uh don't don't ask what I do on it, all right? It's not your business. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> All right, but uh, yeah, I bought a I bought a new gaming <laughs> bought a new gaming laptop, and uh, you know I know I could have gone desktop master race over here, but you know it's hard even with the pre builds it's hard to get a good uh, deal on them right now, and I just move around the house too much. I, I like to sit at my desk, but I also like to sit in front of the TV and play some games, and uh, you know also watch The Office. Well. My partner sits over there and plays games and so we got like a whole thing going on uh and so yeah i'm having a great time i'm finally able to play stuff and shout out honorable mention to peak of another peak of my week actually getting to play a game on this thing i had such a fun time last night uh josh and mike and i played we were on mike's stream on twitch uh and we played back for blood on uh game pass and it was a ton of fun uh definitely recommend i think i I think that's a pretty great game i see a lot of articles coming out being like this is like best case scenario game pass like this is just like a fun thing to Toss-up for free on a subservice. So anyway, a lot of fun, excited. Mm. And uh, kudos, I launched the game and it looked really good. And I never, I actually, that was the first time most of the games I've been launching this week. Since I bought this, I like go through and I put everything to ultra and like look at my FPS, like just to go like, oh yeah, it's running, running good. <laughs> um, but as, as opposed to when I used to do it, whereas I go and I'd like be, it would auto default me to the lowest graphics and I'd be like, no, no, no I got to put this on the lowest resolution too. I can't just be on lowest graphics. <laughs> Uh, and so, so now it was kind of cool when I played back for blood last night, I did not even, I didn't even think to look at my settings. Uh, everything just ran at whatever it ran at. It looked really good. Everything was smooth and I had a really good time. So good to know. Nice to have a little bit of worry-free gaming over here.
0: I don't know if anyone else has the same experience with a G force card, but what I'll have to do is I'll like open a game for the first time and it'll be like default settings. And then I close the game. And when I open it back up the second time, I guess it. It reads the game in my library, and then it'll give me the optimal settings.
2: GeForce has been so fucky for me in the past. Not
0: necessarily that, but every now and again, it'll just be like, all right, I'm GeForce,
2: and this is jackass, and your mouse and keyboard don't work. (laughs) It's like, all right, right, thanks, great, appreciate that.
0: Yeah. Well, I'm happy for you, Paul. I know you had been running... Like a partitioned Windows on an old Mac forever. And I
1: like, sure did. and Jesus, uh, actually? You know, yeah, of course I can't play half the shit on Mac. I can play, like, you know, WoW and stuff, but otherwise I couldn't and, you know, Matt and some other friends would want to play PC games, so I, I got, you can get Windows for free, of course, if you get the trial version. They don't, like, put any rules on it besides uh, just putting a shitty little watermark down there and you can't, like, change your desktop wallpaper. So I partitioned my hard drive, shoved a Windows, uh, free Windows on there, and I and, uh, had a really terrible Steam library full of garbage games that barely ran uh but i may do and that thing does not owe me any money although i am trying to sell it to some losers online for way more than it's worth uh so we'll, we'll see how that goes
0: <laughs> so if you have a bid contact us on the patreon mike <laughs> what was the best thing that happened to you this week
3: i'm not really sure but uh i've been doing a lot of streaming lately it's been a lot of fun so i'm gonna pick that do a lot of scary streams spooky streams horrifying games like visage yeah that's about it <laughs> nice
0: uh, yeah that, that I, when i jumped into your stream the immediate thing that came to mind was pt it, it looks like a like a mm-hmm. modern take on it on something like pt Bad. josh what about you what was the best thing that happened to you this week sir uh, you
2: know, Back for Blood is an honorable mention. It was fun to game with some boys again. Uh, Matt is literally in shambles right now uh, because just for backstory here, uh, Game Pass, the, uh, the the Xbox app on PC actually hates Matt and is uh, discriminatory against yeah. uh, uh, Matt. So, uh, shout outs to him uh, for having a miserable time while we were all hmm. playing Back for Blood. <laughs> it happens. It happens. It's all right. We'll we'll get through um, it. We will. Yeah. But anyways, uh, enough enough shitting on Matt. I would say it was probably Sunday. Actually, I got to finally do some streaming with uh, the old wife, and uh, it was fun. We did some Amnesia, and uh, it was it was you know scary. Not near as scary as what Mike was playing. I would say yeah. uh, Visage is like or Visage Visage is like ten times scarier than Amnesia. So you know, kudos yeah. to uh, Mike for even doing twenty minutes of that at a time.
0: I have a hard time recommending Amnesia but at the same time I feel like if people want to play a good game during the spooky season that should be on your list if you haven't played it before but, Classic. but I've said this before and I and I was telling Josh this during his stream that I think some of the puzzles in the game are just a little bit unfair just with a lack of direction and stuff but it's an older game and I, I'm pretty sure it was, it was one of those earlier uh, big indie titles so a yeah. little, little bit of shankiness to it. As far as my peak of the week, it was uh, getting back into a gym schedule after a few years. It felt really good. I went to the gym each day this week so far. Made me feel pretty good about myself and just felt like I was being productive. You know, throw on a podcast, get on the elliptical for 25-30 for minutes, do a little lift, and then maybe 10 more minutes on the elliptical and head on out of there. It's it's a good time. And uh, guys, I feel, I feel a little thinner and stronger already. We're, we're proud you, to hear you. it. <laughs> Let's move on to trending topics. In trending topics, I give our panelists a choice between three search terms. Count them three. They have to tell me which term they think got the most searches over the last seven days via stats from Google Trends. We'll play three quick rounds here. Round one SpongeBob, Among <laughs> Us, or Pokemon.
2: What cursed fucking lineup is this? <laughs>
0: uh Amogus, pokemon spongebob (laughs) it was pokemon and it wasn't really close i thought it'd be a little bit closer but it wasn't Hmm. round two avengers guardians of the galaxy or spider-man avengers uh spider-man
1: Guardians of the Galaxy. Let's just
0: (laughs) go for it. (laughs) Avengers! And again, not close.
1: It went on on Game Pass uh, this last week, and I think probably a lot of people more people played it than ever, and it's getting a lot of searches. Mm.
0: And you can even uh, pay for an XP boost now.
1: Get the game for free! Why not? You have all this money you saved. Why not buy XP? Become a whale for Avengers. Uh, Do it now.
0: You can get it on Game Pass unless you're me, and then you can't. So... (laughs)
1: Uh, you can get it you just can't download it
0: i guess yeah you just kind of look at Workbox and that's about it i can look at the error message that's fun
1: <laughs> it's about as fun as playing the game i'll be honest
0: yeah. <laughs> i'll save, it. save myself
1: some time anything to uh to look at the error message
0: last round haunted house corn maze or jack-o-lantern corn maze haunted house, haunted house. Haunted house. This
2: was fairly it. close between haunted a house a clean and
1: corn maze. sweep, baby! It's clean <laughs> mm-hmm. sweep.
2: Me living in the southeast, and you know, with the Midwest and the southeast, you'd really think that would be the prevailing winter, But you know what? Whatever.
1: It's just haunted I house would... is a fun thing to search. People are like, "Can I? Where am I going this weekend? Can I find a haunted house, or can I find a corn maze?" Who's looking for corn mazes? Yeah, right. They're, they're going to be everywhere. Me? Every farm has a corn maze. I love corn mazes.
0: mazes.
1: I, I
2: love corn mazes. They're great. I <laughs> call me Yee baby. <laughs> <laughs>
0: All right. I feel like we're moving through stuff today, but we're on to the we big are. question already. Mm-hmm. Oh, God. No. Uh. All right. We got an interesting one today. The Nintendo Switch OLED model released last week to coincide with the launch of the well received Metroid Dread, which is on pace to become the highest selling Metroid game. The first side scrolling Metroid game in almost 20 years is sitting at a mighty score of 88 on Open critic, and the OLED Switch has received generally favorable reviews from the press. Nintendo would seem to be riding high right now. However, many people also have questions and concerns about the direction Nintendo is going, which is to say every which way, just as they always have. There are concerns about Nintendo's poor online and social services, which will soon include the N64 and Sega Genesis expansion pack at an extra cost, the continued Joy-Con drift, which allegedly is better with the OLED model, more cloud version games like the Kingdom Hearts trilogy, the pricing of the original Switch compared to the OLED model, and more. So here's the question. Where does Nintendo stand right now, and what exactly do we think is Nintendo's strategy going forward? It's pretty much impossible to predict Nintendo's strategy spe- with specifics because of their hardware is always so interesting but generally what do we think their strategy is now going forward and where and where do we think that they currently stand let's go to you first uh paul to get your thoughts on this
1: oh i was uh normally i have a lot of thoughts this one i I went in i looked at it and I, i spent some time thinking and i earnestly think i mean the best answer i can give is that i don't know Because it's so fucking random. Uh, Generally, I feel like they go from good console to weird console. I think that's generally... Or at least like popular console to weird console uh n64 to fucking gamecube which well loved wasn't a big seller Wii, which was a huge massive worldwide like phenomenon to fucking wii u which sold like the least amount of units of all time and th- i don't, that's not an actual number but it was terrible i have a number uh, here i'll get
0: to it when I, perfect uh, when I talk about uh
1: it. and switch of course which is again another like break the world everyone fucking owns a switch and they don't even play video games and for some <laughs> reason they own it uh so anyway uh yeah ultimately i think the next thing's a weird console i think switch is going to last a super long time uh like oled switch i feel like they're not slowing down on this it's fucked up because (laughs) just like just because the 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 tegra gpu in this thing it's just it's just old things can't run on it things modern games, games that came out a couple of years ago, people are like, you couldn't even port it to the Switch because it would, wouldn't work. It would You'd have to make it a blocky mess like Witcher 3 which like, hey, kudos to the team who made that work and kudos to, you know, like and if you want to play that and enjoy that experience on the go, that is literally the only way to really properly, without streaming, enjoy The Witcher 3 on the go. So that is an option, sure, but it's a shit option and I think you could engineer <laughs> something better than that. I think that Nintendo could put a, a modern CPU, a a more modern GPU in there, uh, you know, five years ahead of what they put in. Uh, and obviously it takes work to, to make that work and be efficient and and not just be like shoving a a smartphone CPU and something with fans. But I still think it's possible for them to make a huge leap. The stuff we see on the new iPhones and things like that, again, it doesn't compare because of the fans and the cool and the way that the systems are built. Uh, but it's pretty impressive when you look at some modern mobile tech, uh, and the switch is just not that. So I think the switch is going to last way too long. Uh it's already lasting kind of too long and I I think it's probably going to go another two years or so and then we might see finally them announce a, a weird thing that I can't predict because it's going to be bad. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Paul because you 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 have sort of a you're you're on the pulse of like the techie side of things and you you know what what things should mostly range in price for the most part Mm -hmm. is the switch in your opinion even worth the price tag for what you're getting
1: yeah because no one else is doing it that's the thing right and i think once the steam deck comes out that's going to change things Uh, and i'm not saying for you know the average user because it's about how easy it is to get into and that's another selling feature right so you can look at a couple things a you could buy you could use the smartphone you already have which probably is more powerful in terms of raw power than the switch um but your smartphone doesn't have pass through you know charging so you can't like charge it and have it just run on uh, like plugged in and if it runs plugged in it keeps like on charging recharging the battery fucks up your battery um it doesn't have fans built in unless you like use one of those weird asus rog phones or you shove a fan thing on the back and even that's external just blowing at the phone <laughs> holes um, so that's not really good um, so i mean ultimately there isn't anything in that side and on the flip side when there's stuff like the steam deck that's cool, but also so for I think it's still going to be really accessible in the sense that like most people could pick up a computer and probably download Steam and play a game, but it's not as accessible as going out and buying a Switch and just picking up a cartridge and shoving it in there and playing a Switch. Uh, and so I think that there will be a there, there's a better value to something like the Steam Deck, but ultimately I think the ease of use and familiarity of the Switch uh, and the fact that it just will run games not better than on your phone, but more streamlined than on your phone. Like it's, it has a more clear use case for what it is. And it has the built-in controllers. It's just, it's, it's the whole package. Right. And so I think that's, that's the only thing that Nintendo is doing that no one else is doing is it's the whole package. And like I said, I think steam deck might might give them a run for their money on value for that. But, but the actual stuff, the specs in there, the OLED switch actually is pretty good. The OLED screen, even at 720p is pretty solid for the price. Uh, Like some of the stuff they have in there and the components and just from what I hear, the build quality is a lot, lot better. So I mean, value is not nothing. It's, you know, it takes a lot. But I mean, if you look at stuff like, I don't know, the base switch and I don't know, it's hard to say, but I I think it's, I think it's, I think in 2016, it was good value. I think it's, or 2017, but I think it's really losing out on that now.
0: I would agree with that. And that's, that's part of the thing with Nintendo is that they just don't really drop in price. Yeah. The games and the hardware, the hardware takes a really long time before you see that. I went on the Nintendo website like an hour before the show cuz i was like i was looking at my my list of games that i want to play especially during october time and i was like luigi's mansion 3 i'm going to go buy that it, it's still 60 bucks yep. i thought maybe potentially i don't know why i had some pipe dream that it would be a little bit lower but it's still 60 bucks 2 years after release i'm i just don't want to buy it at that price you know it, i i might be able to yeah. buy the the physical cartridge on Amazon right now for less than that, so I may consider doing that. I think that makes Nintendo's strategy. Obviously, it's working for them. If if it wasn't, then they probably would be lowering the prices. But it's just it's very annoying, and it's keeping me from buying it. You know, if it was if it was fifty dollars, forty dollars, I would have bought it probably. But sixty, I just don't want to do that. I don't know, Mike. What about you? Where where does Nintendo stand in your mind right now, and where do you think their their strategy is going forward?
3: So we. Me and my friends had a discussion about this literally last weekend about Nintendo directly. And I want to have a hot take here and just say that I'm not the biggest Nintendo fan as a company. Um, I believe that Nintendo hasn't been customer friendly or customer centric for probably the last two decades. Um, And I don't see them changing that. Um, So Right now I think they stand in a shitty spot. Um I think everyone's noticing more and more that the Switch is literally a cell phone and can't <laughs> actually play games that they themselves have made. Like the shitty cell phone too. Yeah.
0: yeah. <laughs> yeah.
3: <laughs> like Mario Golf doesn't really work and I mean it's it's kind of upsetting. Um the biggest selling point for Mario Golf was the um you know, everyone hits their shots at once and then races, and you can't play that locally because the Switch can't handle it. Great for a sports game, right? Yeah. Right. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. So it's like, that that feature's only online, and it's like, uh, okay. I think you can do one and two-person split screen with it, uh, but when you do, the quality goes down to, like, 480 on the TV. Jesus Christ. (laughs) Yeah, it's really bad. So... I think people are seeing that. I think there are games that Nintendo makes that like Metroid Dread, and I wanna say like the upcoming Mario Party that they're doing, where they go all out and they actually like put out a good product and you know make people be like, Oh, Nintendo game's so good. But then after that Nintendo game goes out and everyone's happy, they shovel literal shit. <laughs> out there as fast as possible to get people to buy it and oh by the way we're never lowering our prices because they know that they can and it's just kind of it's it's not like a hostile type of thing it's not a hostile strategy by them by any means but it's a shitty one and talking about it uh this idea of what their strategy is going forward i think as random as nintendo is i think we kind of can see what nintendo strategy is going forward it's whatever microsoft and playstation is doing now nintendo will finally start doing that in 10 years um (laughs) it took them about a decade to realize that dlc is the thing and people like their games getting updated so it'll take them about another decade for people to realize for nintendo to realize that people like you know online services that work
1: um, a voice over online services. Yeah, they have voice over. Um, you just have to use your cell phone and have it beside you on speaker. Yeah.
0: Hopefully you have a smartphone
1: <laughs> that yeah. can play yeah. the game. <laughs> <called> the Nintendo <laughs> switch. <laughs> yeah. Um,
3: yeah. And you know, controllers that work and don't have drift issues or well, Wi-Fi have you seen issues because cover them. The Nintendo just, just said like, this week
1: that, it. uh, that they're never, that drift will never be fixed. Oh, the, I, I saw that. You saw because that article, at this point, yeah.
3: it's not it's not worth their time because yeah. in another two years, they're going to have a new console. Why would they fix the drift issues? So, um, yeah, it's just... It, it. They're not a customer-friendly company. They never really have been. I never really understood the love for Nintendo. Like, yeah, they make good games every once in a while, and I will probably get flamed for that statement. But, like, they're about as shitty as every other corporation. That's just the truth of it.
0: And it's and weird with their with their games weird release schedules, like releasing big hitters in the same year and then going like 2 years without anything. It's so weird. Um I'll I'll go into my spiel before we uh jump over to Josh. I think going forward Nintendo's just going to Nintendo. They're they're always going to be a little bit weird. And they're going to have successes, but I think it's also important to remember that Nintendo can fail, as Paul alluded to earlier. The Wii U was a massive failure, 13 and a half million units sold. We don't have exact numbers for the PS Vita, but it sold somewhere between 10 and 15 million, so it p- potentially sold more than the Wii U. And the PS Vita, that handheld console, is considered a joke. You know, it's a- considered a joke by many. So, Nintendo is not impervious to failure, and I think it's important to remember that when we see them making bad decisions at times, they got really lucky with Mario Odyssey and Breath of the Wild. They they were really lucky that those were generationally good games, because if they weren't, the Switch would not have come out the gate with the same steam and the same hype that it did. Despite it being a neat piece of technology, you have to have the software, which is weird, and that's sort of contradictory to the Wii u because the Wii u had pretty good software. We see all, all of those games going to the switch but but mm-hmm. the actual hardware was so bad that even that stopped mm-hmm. you know stopped sales. The Switch is a neat piece of technology, but you still have to have games, especially when you're a console that's not going to really have third-party games like PlayStation and Xbox. You have to have solid first-party games. And they got very lucky, very, very lucky that Mario Odyssey and Breath of the Wild were were really good games and beloved games. Because if not, I think think the Switch is viewed completely differently um, if those didn't come out the gate. Josh, what about you? What are your thoughts on this whole thing? I'll, I'll probably be pretty
2: short because out of everyone here, I'd say I'm probably the, the least big on Nintendo, uh, you know, in, in fandom and hatred. I'm just, I'm very neutral on Nintendo. That said, uh, you know, the switch was the one console that actually grabbed me. Uh, I actually have played it more than I've played pretty much any other Nintendo console literally ever. Um, so clearly, you know, it, it did things right. Be, but as pretty much everyone has said it runs like ass, like just teetotal, total, just ass. uh and i mean i i think nintendo could play their cards right and literally just release it again with just like 500 to 600 dollars worth of hardware and just sell it for that price point and people will fucking buy it upscale all your games make it to where your games can run it doesn't even necessarily have to be on par with like xbox or playstation as they are now like it could be below but good god what they released now was just like it's so atrocious. It's shocking. Like, Breath of the Wild can run on that thing. And I mean, yeah. at, at times, it, it barely fucking does. Uh, would it be nice to see them, uh, you know, do that? Yeah, it'd be wonderful. Great. However, this is Nintendo we're talking about here. Uh, I could see them go any. I could see them bring out, like, double-ended dildos and be like, this is your new uh, Nintendo console, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen. Have fun hanging out and playing with these, baby. Uh, Legend of Zelda, uh, Breath of the Dicks. Like... <laughs> Any anything is possible with them at this point. And
1: we'll see it, you in ten years when we sell something good again.
2: It pretty much, yeah. I feel like we're we're. I I just to throw out the old hot take. I think we're gonna get another Wii U situation with what, with whatever's next. Because they, as shitty as the hardware is on this thing, they struck gold with the motherfucker. It's been great. It sold a shitload. It's it's been a good console. So I think they're about to be like, all right, how do we fuck this up as much mm-hmm. as possible and just destroy it. No, I, I, well, do I think it'll actually be as bad as we you know? But I think they may, I think they might fuck it up here, <laughs> just just based on their track record.
0: I think that they're really going all in on the handheld side of things. I mean, we see with the Switch Lite, which the Joy Cons are attached to the console. They put a nice nicer screen with the OLED on the Switch, which is you know that is just for handheld mode. You're not using that when mm-hmm. it's docked. So I think that I think the trend that we're seeing is that whatever the next Nintendo console is, if it's another variation of the switch or or whatever it is, it's going to have additional handheld features. And it's probably going to cater to that a little bit more. I think if they're smart, that is their niche. Like they have that over PlayStation and Xbox. And I think that playing into that is probably the smart move, but, but again, they, they always do the, the opposite. And, 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 to your to your point about the the double sided dildos, what we know about the N sixty four controller, I think it would be a, a three three ended dildo as the next
2: kind a, tri-
1: a trident.
0: Yeah,
2: uh, exactly. uh, yeah.
1: <laughs> a, a literal variable um,
2: trident of cocks. I'd love to see it.
3: You you brought up a interesting point about how like they could dump like five hundred dollars worth of hardware into their. Uh, system, make it actually powerful, et cetera, et cetera. We also have to note that Nintendo has, and I think always has and always will operate on this idea that they need to make their profits off of their consoles as well as their games. Everything needs to be profitable or they won't sell it. So, it's
1: true. If they do that, it's going to be a seven hundred dollar console. <laughs> yeah, Microsoft and Sony famously sell it a loss and then make money on yeah. the games. So yeah, yeah it's, it's
2: I, I do wonder. I, hell, they could make that fucking money back with the fact that they keep their damn games at sixty dollars. Oh, hundred percent. They, they don't give a but shit. Like, that's not, that's they're not how they are Stingy motherfuckers.
1: I also think it's fair to mention, Matt. That you mentioned how they how they you know they moved to handheld, and I think that's really important to to note too. Speaking of like weird business decisions the Wii U like was clearly a Wii, but hey, let's make it more handheld. And then they went all in on the Switch. They cannibalized Game Boy right. or 3DS or whatever you want to call it. They they cannibalized yeah. handheld. And yeah, sure, it's cool that you have handheld and the Nintendo console in the same piece. That's the selling feature, right? But they don't even really say it like that. They don't say like, hey, they ne- I've never seen a single ad. that's like, remember how great Game Boy is? Remember how great Nintendo consoles are? Well, now it's one. Right. They don't even play on that factor. And yet... To get that, they cannibalized half, like, they're far more, uh, like, the the 3DS sold so much more than the Wii U. I mean, it sold so much more than a lot of consoles. They make so much Mm -hmm. money on handheld over the last couple decades, and it's crazy to me that they threw it all away so they could sell, sure, maybe as many Switches as you sold Wii's. Great. You sold all those Wii's and DS's at the same time, and now you're not, and you're not even, they're not even really playing that game where they're trying to, like, show off how cool that is. It's weird.
0: I honestly think that that's also the sales there. That's very telling as to the status of Nintendo right now, it, it, that the the people who may have only had the, the DS because they were always gone or whatever, and didn't have the yeah. home console. Maybe a, a lot of those people didn't buy the switch or a lot of people who had the, the Wii U or, Um, or the Wii or whatever, but didn't have the DS, maybe didn't buy the Switch. Otherwise, the Switch's numbers probably would be a little bit higher. It would be more of a combination of the two. I'm sure there's crossover. There are a lot of people who had both the handheld and uh, the Wii. But I think the numbers are pretty telling in that regard as well.
1: Maybe that's why they, that, that could also be why they ended up going all in on Switch because they, they had this weird time where they saw these numbers boost so much for DS and 3DS and, and then it, it eclipsed the Wii U by such a margin, even though that had a handheld aspect. That might have been like, oh, okay, clearly home console maybe isn't even the move. Let's go more into, like, let's focus more handheld, less home console, but with the option. And that's where the Switch idea comes from too. So I, I don't know, but that, that could, maybe those sales could be also telling of where they want to take the, they're like, hey, if people are buying us for handheld, then fuck it. We'll be the handheld company.
0: It's really difficult to understand why Nintendo is so weird too. And why yeah. they're why they're so different. Because you at first you would you would be able to chalk it up to, well, you know, consoles, not necessarily online services, are really big in Japan. They're they're a Japanese company, but so is Sony. So, yeah. you know, Sony yeah. is innovating, Nintendo is lagging behind in that regard. So you, you can't chalk it up to that. It's just there's gotta be something within the structure of Nintendo specifically that creates this difficulty for innovation and that's gonna be a problem at some point i mean we like i said we saw that with the wii u it's, it was very apparent it's not just me i didn't just see it everybody saw it right so um, just you man yeah.
1: <laughs>
0: yeah so this could very well happen again
3: i think the issue with Nintendo is that their idea of innovation is completely different from Sony's. Right. Sony's idea of innovation is iterate on the latest edition, but make it better. Right. What can we bring to the customer that will, you know, wow them, delight them, you know, dual sense them. Um,
2: <laughs>
3: but, you know, Nintendo's like, okay, what can we do to make you play games differently? Literal and that's cardboard. like what, literal cardboard but i've seen it i've i've interacted with it and it is genius like i don't know why they came up with it i don't know where they came up with it but it's legitimately very like labo is so good yeah but like i can see them going back to the handheld uh, conversation it's almost like they cannibalized their handhelds realized it after they released the switch that they had done so and then decided to release the switch Lite. and i almost wonder if they're going to have switch just go into the handheld and then release another home console that's somewhat switch-esque but not really maybe you can use your switch with it maybe And, and that would be cool and you know, I would I would be down with that kind of kind of like uh, Wii U. the Wii, the Wii, <laughs> yeah, the Wii U. No, but like the issue with the Wii U was, firstly, the name was stupid. Secondly, the, <laughs> the hardware was kind of just like atrocious. Whereas Switch, the hardware is yes atrocious, but at least it's elegant usable in a way, and, and yeah, it's not ugly. Yep. Um, <laughs> and the games on Wii U were great. They're fantastic. They it, they utilize the gamepad in ways that games hadn't done before, where you can have asymmetrical multiplayer, where you can have, you know, party games where one person is against four. I can see the Switch going to that. I don't know if they will, but I kind of hope they do. It would be more interesting and actually have a console that can run games at good (laughs) frame rates imagine but
0: (laughs) i think that would be an interesting route to take and and it really does almost seem like they are the switches turning into a handheld before our eyes almost Mm -hmm. any final thoughts on this or shall we move on
1: one final thought and this is like this is really the fixer that they're not going to do but if the console was more like if the console was a switch and they kept it similar um uh, this is This is weird technology and didn't work in this scenario either. But QA is bad at Microsoft. So but the the Microsoft Surface, There was a there was a Surface system where you had like a you could dock uh, it was this I think it was the original Surface Book and you have like a a, yeah. a a screen you could take off as a tablet but when you dock it that like it has the PC and the tablet but when you dock it it gets like the power of the G- discrete GPU in the base oh. uh, that worked like shit in a lot of ways it worked well like when it worked it it, it didn't like it wasn't bad in its execution um, but it just like the QA was god awful and it was buggy as hell. But that's a cool idea, and I think makes a lot of sense. When you look at docking the Switch, and then all of a sudden it targets for a slightly higher thing, there's obviously tech that's kind of like that in the dock almost. Maybe. It's hard to tell. But ultimately, I think if they beefed up the dock and then they targeted 720p in the hand and 1080p or even that's not i don't know let's not shoot for 4k but why not fuck it fuck you nintendo 4k <laughs> you can put it in the dock <laughs> shove it in there it's great you never need more than 720 maybe 1080 for your eyes this close to your face in a tiny screen you put 4k on the big screen that that's possible it's really really possible but again i think it's the kind of thing that would require josh uh, josh's thing with like 500 600 console at best because they they're so con, you know, uh, into wanting to make money off the console. So I don't know if that would ever work, but it's so doable. I, I'm sure there's engineering difficulties and it would cost a lot of R&D and time, but that's so doable and it would be perfect. It's The, the, the way the Switch should be, that should be the Switch 2. It won't be. They're not going to make a Switch 2. They're going to make a weird fucking thing, but that, that should be what they do.
0: <laughs> yep, <laughs> That makes a ton of sense. And I think that, could really, that would be a really elegant Switch
1: yep. 2.0. Mm -hmm. it could be buggy and that's fine people would still buy it
0: (laughs) all right let's move on let's play a game let's play name that game in name that game i give the panelists up to 10 clues the clues start off more vague and progressively get more specific the first panelist to guess correctly wins but you only get one guess if you guess wrong
2: you're out i'm for paul to destroy us again let's go
1: you know mike's been really sweeping this lately so we'll see
0: now we saw, take basically. game title suggestions from our $1 plus supporters over on Patreon at patreon.com slash goodnightgroups where you can message us your suggestion. All right. For value. There we go. <laughs> first clue. This game first released in 2018. This game originally released on two consoles, but later came to PC as well. This game- Horizon
1: Zero Dawn. Nope.
0: Two consoles? Fuck. I thought maybe it was... Do, no, two consoles? Yeah. I don't know. I alright. Mean, hey, I can't all remember right. when it... Okay. <laughs> alright, now Paul, if at the end they don't have a guess and you have one, let you guess. Cool. cool. This game holds a score of 90 on Metacritic for its console releases. The genre would be considered third-person action RPG. Hmm. This game won Best RPG at the Game Awards 2018. This game was a new, refreshing take on a somewhat niche series in order to reach a broader audience. This game sold over 17 million units, so that strategy worked. This game received a major DLC expansion in 2019. Two more clues. Oh my god. This game was developed and published by a large Japanese company.
3: Oh shit. (laughs)
0: <laughs> there goes Mike.
3: guess out the window final clue <laughs> son of a bitch it
0: is the developer's most successful game to date after doing monster numbers a
1: monster hunter world
0: yes monster hunter world ah, shit yeah i would have never guessed
1: that <laughs> that was hard that was hard
0: yeah <sighs> Paul, did you have any any inkling
1: uh, no, I did not. I, I mean obviously Monster Monster gave me the answer, but right, like right, yeah, right. otherwise yeah. I would not have known.
0: I
2: see I had no clue Monster Hunter World got a, a ninety because I played that game and I thought it was hot shit. So
1: <laughs>
0: <Wow>. <laughs> hate mail to uh game at gmail.com.
1: Had the uh had the donkey style of fuck you, Dark Souls.
0: <laughs> All right.
1: Well Mike That's won. A Mike won, barely, yeah. but he won.
0: All right. <laughs> let's move on to the water cooler let's take a quick quick break around the water cooler to discuss the games that we've been playing this week josh tell us a little bit about the games that you've been playing this week sir
2: it's a very short list uh so the easy one uh, new world yeah i mean i've been playing it i haven't played it actually since the weekend just because it's a game that's like really fun to dive into and put some time into but when you only got like an hour it's just really not a great game to dive into because that hour is going to be spent running around the world. I don't know. I've got some thoughts I've got to get out there. Maybe I'll do like a write up on it. I'm thinking about it. We'll see. Anyways, to Back for Blood, though, that I played yesterday, Hot Diggity damn. That game's a goddamn blast. Yeah. It is like, it nails the spiritual successor feel for Left 4 Dead. It is so goddamn fun. Mm-hmm. Like, it, it was like so nice to, because I like, played with Paul and uh, Mike and then a, few, a random every now and again. And it was just so refreshing. It, it felt, like I was back on a couch with the boys playing Left For Dead again. And the shooting mechanics were satisfying. It has that, that twitch feel almost. Like it rewards you for being like good with like your shot placement, you know, which weapons you're using, how you place yourself, all that. It felt like it drew more on the FPS tendencies than Left For Dead ever did. Oh, okay. Um so and I really appreciate that about it and it makes it feel a little more skill based, not the left 4 dead, you know, didn't have its place for it, but back for blood just feels like it requires a little more uh, as we got our fucking ass kicked uh, throughout the majority of the evening and back for blood being on game pass. Uh, big advantage because uh, I originally just wasn't even going to get the damn thing uh, and then okay. I was like, ah, free on game pass. and I was like, shit, the value. Uh so yeah, that's that's really almost, what I'm sweet.
1: Almost as valuable as the Goodnight Grooves Patreon at patreon.com slash goodnight grooves.
2: Just uh, actually i would argue uh yeah, actually, no, you're right.
1: Yeah. Get the fuck out, Josh.
2: I can tell. <laughs> I, can tell I would <laughs> say
0: I would say the Patreon I've, is more value. At least it gives me more value considering uh, I unsubbed to Game right Pass right. considering I can't download their fucking games. So anything else, Josh? <laughs> I'm uh, I'm constantly
2: uh bringing up sore spots for Matt, so I just really like to apologize. Please don't fire me. That's all I have, Matt.
3: <laughs> Mike, what did you play this week? Let's look at the Steam list. uh Back <laughs> for Blood. I played that yesterday. It was a blast. Everyone,
0: make uh, sure I to mention Back than... for Blood too, since I wasn't able to play with you.
1: Just <laughs> we'll talk about how much fun we had. It was like a real groove. Like it was the first time the grooves all got together really and played a game. Yeah, it's a shame that there yeah, was that first slot open. It was weird. <laughs> <laughs> um,
3: matches, just, just buy it. I've been, let's see, uh, I've been on the scary games kick, so I've played, I'm playing through Resident Evil 7, which is great. Came out a while ago. If you aren't aware of this game, you've been living in a hole. Played Visage, which is terrifying, <laughs> would not recommend to anyone ever. Um, <laughs> And then I played some Phasmophobia with Josh, um, which the new update, the game's completely different from last year. So kudos to the one developer working on it. He's doing an absolute bang up job. And then I played, um, I've been playing this game like when I'm bored and don't want to play a game that requires me to think, Uh, Cat Goes Fishing, um, in which you play as a cat that goes fishing. Whoa! Um, Bold. It's 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 about as good as like maybe like a mini clip flash game. Who? Paul, like Paul's
0: Paul's awake now. <laughs> yeah,
1: that's that's, that's me.
3: <laughs> but yeah, I just play it whenever I'm really bored and need something that's not mind inducing. Oh, and I've been playing Dead by Daylight um, because. I'm a degenerate and I'm just gonna keep playing it. So, that's about it. Mike, do you like... I don't have much to report. Do you like fishing in real life as much
0: as you like it in video games?
1: I've never gone fishing.
0: Oh, wow. So it's like a fantasy
1: thing for you. <laughs> No interest just in the stinky fish. I just like that the, is uh, hilarious. I like wow. I feel
2: like Mike would now just by proxy be like an expert fisherman. Like,
1: that's really yeah, funny. I, yes. Oh, I'm yep. waiting for him to cast this line. He like clips himself. There's the a one to
3: one ratio between video game fishing and real life. fishing. <laughs> there is.
0: Mike, are you yeah. aware of, um, there's a game for PSVR, which is final fantasy fishing. I don't know what it's called. I don't remember what it's called, but it's a final fantasy game. That's about fishing. Have you heard of this?
3: No, I haven't. Oh, fuck. <laughs>
0: it's
1: up what? your alley. Up your alley.
0: What about you, Paul? What did you play this week?
1: Uh well, you know what? I played a few things this week. I'm gonna steal a couple things from you, Matt. Uh, cause we did play Phasmophobia uh on Friday, and that was yes. pretty fun. Uh I actually I set myself up real nicely here to play Phasmophobia. I had these fake flickery candles that I have here. Uh, which I turned oh, on. I turned all my lights off, got all creepy in my room here. And uh, yeah, it was a good time. Uh, we sucked. We sucked so bad. We were terrible. Um, like, I, I think at some point, all, all of us are gonna have to get together. We will do a <laughs> Groove stream. We've been talking about of phasmophobia because my, Matt and I truly don't know what to do. Uh, like, I, we know now, we know now vaguely what you're supposed to do but like how to do it and when and like when to leave the house and, and enter the house again and uh what you know when you should you know get the fuck out of there when you hear a noise uh so but it was scary. I got legitimately pretty scared. Uh, at one point, Rachel was in here while I was playing, like, just sitting on the bed. And uh, multiple times, she, like, kind of sneezed or something. And Matt freaked out because he heard it through his <laughs> microphone. He's like, fuck, what the fuck? Like, stop. She, Rachel, what the hell? Like, it's so, like he, anytime a noise happens, like, out of nowhere. It was so funny. <laughs> um, but, yeah, that, that was pretty fun. Um, but definitely good. Uh, yeah, continuing the spooky train, played Back for Blood. Obviously, uh, we all had a good time playing that. Uh, probably highlight of my... <laughs> week. just kidding but it was a lot of fun and uh it was good matt uh we love you and uh new world new world i also played new world of course uh i i couldn't part of the reason i bought this pc definitely was not to play new world but new world was kind of an eye-opener where i was like oh this is the first time something absolutely won't run on my computer like new world was the first game that i thought i should be able to run like i just <laughs> thought oh you know it's an mmo i should be able to kind of run it on like potato like 1280 720 like the worst shit resolute like just to play it right and not nothing it would not just not go uh i got like five fps in the starting area so um that was good so i i, I did obviously buy new world when i bought the pc uh it is Fine. Uh, I played for about 95 minutes. Uh, and I, I, I remember talking to Matt about this and I went, should I play a little bit more? I'm, I don't think I like it, but I'm worried about going over the refund, but I think I need to play more to see how I feel. I've played about three to four hours now. I feel bad. I don't like, like it that much. <laughs> but on the flip side, because I'm committed, I'm going to put way more time in now because like, fuck it. So hopefully I grow to love it. Like I'm going to commit because I've paid 50 Canadian dollars for it. So, uh. I'm in. I'm gonna keep playing. Uh, it, it, it's neat. I don't. I don't hate it or anything. Uh, I just the the like the there's not enough of a theme for me yet. Uh, where I feel like it does feel like I know this is a common complaint, but kind of generic, and I just don't feel like into the world enough. Like there's not enough of a fantasy for me yet. Um, that being said, though, I think having a good company and having like good te- like good people and kind of like building up a town and building up and like taxing and getting your own house and stuff. I think that's kind of like gonna have going pardon me. Gonna help me kind of get into that fantasy of what the game can be. Um, but as it stands right now, I haven't really joined. Uh, we have a Groove Company. If anyone wants to play, by the way, but uh, I haven't joined the Groove Company. I haven't really uh, gotten into the game and met a lot of people yet. Unless we've been soloing through, you know, fetch quests, and that's meh uh it is cool it it is cool and it's i would be uh rachel i've been watching through the harry potter movies which i like just you know fyi i'm not a big harry potter guy i'm medium but uh rachel's like a huge harry potter guy so um we're we're blasting through those and uh i i've been playing new world during and that's actually a pretty good way to to play the game i think when you're doing like uh, crafting and it's it's a good uh, zen It's yeah, but I feel like this is a really good Zen background game. There's a story so far or anything. There isn't like a lot going on. A lot of it's just like you're here and you're roaming and you're doing your thing. And I'm sure that changes, but that's kind of how it feels. So it's like it's good to have something to not numb your mind while it's happening. Um, but yeah, I, I'm excited. Uh, th- that's all I have to say, I, I'm excited to play more New World. As much as it's not like gripping me yet, I think now that I've com- now that I'm forcibly committed, I'm just gonna I'm gonna get my money. <laughs> I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna fucking sponge this thing for my money's worth, and I'm gonna try to get as much as I can out of it. I will say. This was the first spec shock where I've been like 60 FPSing it on like ultra and a lot of things, which, you know, I'm I'm probably pushing it, but, uh, I get to a a settlement in this game and boy, do I drop, uh, there are just like a lot of people (laughs) right now hanging out there and it is, uh, it's crazy, but, uh, it's not bad. I'm, I'm excited to play more. Uh, hopefully we can get a good, a good group together and I can understand what the exact vibe is, but, uh, it's cool
0: thing that really helps with settlements is turning down the number of nameplates that you can see.
1: I turned it to two and boy, it did, did oh, not wow. do a lot. Okay,
0: <laughs> So to play on my theme for this week, uh, I couldn't really play New World this week because I have this persistent issue where map markers don't show up. Not even map markers, just points of interest don't show up. So I, the map is literally useless to me. So I can't actually do anything. The social menu also doesn't work at all. And that started late last week. I would love to play the game more. I really would, but it's actually impossible for me to play right now, when it, when the markers don't work and the points of interest don't show up because I, I don't know where to go. I literally don't know where to go. It's not like WoW Classic where uh, you get in your quest text; it, it'll tell you a certain area to go. Like it's, I guess I could look at some third-party map online or something, but I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna do that. I'm just I gonna wait until.
1: They expect you to use the markers. They they build the game around that. Like, they don't tell you, hey, go to the left of this tree down the road. It's just like, go to where it says it on your fucking map, dumbass. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah.
0: And as Paul mentioned, we played Phasmophobia. Um, he said we were terrible. We were. Uh We need a guide, I think, going through it. And we we joined a... We did like a public game with two other random uh, people. One person didn't have a mic. One person did. The one person with a mic was like kind of taking the lead on things, and we were learning a little bit through him. But I would just like when he would leave a room, I would just like open cabinets up and he'd walk back in. and He'd be like, what the hell is going on? Why are the why are the cabinets open?
1: We went to this big kitchen and like a farmhouse and Matt opened like he must open 20 plus cabinet doors and they were all open. And the dude walks in. And he's like tripping on the cabinet doors almost. He's like, who opened all the cabinet doors? Like what's happening in here? Like he's like, how do we solve this? And Matt and I are just like fucking around.
0: So that's yeah. That's so we, we didn't know what we were doing. So we just had fun that way. Uh but, but, I would love to play uh on a groove stream at some point. I've also yeah. been playing more Far cry Six. This game has been a roller coaster for me in the past week, which is sort of why the review is still pending. I was really not liking this game, and then, as you rank up, as you get more weapons, it's really grown on me as the game opens up a little bit more. It really does start to feel more like the last few far cries, which is what I want and I've enjoyed it because of that. So I'm still going through it. I want to get a little bit further. I don't think I'm... I don't know if I'm going to beat the game before I do the review. But I want to at least get a little bit further. And have a, a decent chunk where I feel like I can talk about things. But it's... Yeah, I mean, it's been a roller coaster. to To go from super hyped to not really liking what I was playing. To liking it enough now. Like it's not setting the world on fire for me, and I still think I like Far Cry Five better, just because it felt so much more open. And but that, but that's partly because you're dealing with like the plains of and mountains of Montana versus like this this island map where it's a lot of mountains and there's it just feels like there's less open area to to do things in. But I don't know. That could just be making me making things up or imagining it in my head it's definitely
2: say? a jarring change it looks like to go from because I'm, I'm still kind of playing far cry 5 every now and again and i could see it being an absolutely jarring change to go from these sweeping plains giant mountains just wilderness basically aside from a few towns and then it's just like all right uh you're in havana that's like, jesus yeah. christ
0: that's like, I, I love havana. the setting i love the setting in yara and there's uh I, there's like one somewhat large town that I've been to so far. I haven't been to like the capital yet. Cause obviously that's like the highest level area. So I think that could be really cool to explore when I can get to that point. But I wish there were more like city areas because I feel like that showed up in the trailers a lot, but a lot of it is, you know, the outposts and the mountains and all that kind of stuff. And like these little um, camps that you're going to and stuff like that. Some of them, like, are very small. They they essentially just act as fast travel points. And then you can take over these checkpoints like you could in other games where they're just like enemy checkpoints where it's, there's really nothing there after you take it over. It just acts as a fast travel point. But I do love, the thing I do love about Far Cry games is that you have the option to fast travel or fast travel like from the air. So like um, in this game you have a wingsuit where you can Fast travel, and you just spawn up in the air, and then you can get your wingsuit out. Uh, you you have a wingsuit if you have a certain sort of building in your camp, um, and then you can just glide around. And honestly, gliding over the map and just like looking at it and how beautiful it is is really cool. I really, I've really. It's really like
1: uh, it sounds a lot like Just Cause. Yes, that. yeah. So
0: yeah. yeah, a lot of people have compared the game, the, the, like the Just Cause game series. They're like Far Cry Six is a mashup between Far Cry. And Just Cause, sort of. It still feels more Far Cry, but I feel like the setting and some of the s- s- some parts of it feel like Just Cause. But anyway, that's what I played this week. Any 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 final words on, on our uh, on our gaming diet this week?
1: Reminder to anyone trying out Back for Blood, maybe just start on easy. Uh, yes. And then work yeah. your way up don't start on normal you'll get really fucking frustrated <laughs> we spent uh, maybe three to three and a half hours playing last night uh, i would say two hours and 30 maybe 45 minutes of it were on normal and uh we didn't get past the first stage and then we played on easy and uh we got to a reasonable level so <laughs> there you go yeah.
2: you can tell there's a grind that's kind of designed to baked in there
1: the game is balanced around
3: having cards You start off with, like, none. so
0: I wouldn't know. All right, moving on. (laughs) (laughs) Let's play a game of Over Under, the second time this has appeared on the show. In Over Under, I give our panelists a game title with a fake Metacritic score or a fake number of copies sold. They have to tell me whether the actual true number is over or under the number that I gave them. Review scores are taken from Metacritic and based on the best scoring launch platform. We'll play eight rounds. The panelists can make the same guesses, but whoever made the most correct guesses at the end wins. We take game titles and fake number suggestions for Over Under from our $1 plus supporters over on Patreon at patreon.com slash goodnightgroups where you can message us your suggestion. All right, we ready? Let's go. Round one. Animal Crossing New Horizons, a fake score of 92. And we'll go around the horn here. We'll go... Mike, then Josh, then then Paul, and then we'll we'll rotate through that cycle.
3: Um, so I'm saying that the correct score is higher.
0: Either over that. or under.
1: Okay, so higher. Over or under. <laughs> over or under. <laughs> you ever fucking watch the Prices Right. Over. <laughs> I'm also I'm also going over. Uh, I'm also going over. Real score, under.
2: 90. <laughs> well, boys, <laughs> oh it's, it's a
0: pleasure to be here with you. <laughs> uh, all right. All right, round two. Alan Wake, fake sales of 2.6 million copies. Under. Uh,
2: I'll go ahead and take the I don't fucking know and go
0: under. <laughs> Over. Fake sales of 2.6, real sales of 3.2 million Oh, hey. Mike, Daddy, Dick in us now. All right. <laughs> Round three, Viva Pinata. A fake score
1: of 82. I, over. 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 Under. Oh, I love Viva Pinata. I'm saying lots of fun for everyone. Real score, 84.
2: Ah, shit in my ass. Come on.
0: <laughs> I'm in front of the pinatas, Josh. That's true. There's children <laughs> at the King Pinata. The Legend of Zelda. The Wind Waker. Fake sales of $9.5 million. What, How much? Under. Fake sales of $9.5 million.
2: I'm gonna. I guess I'm just going for the old uh, lines season. Uh, we'll go over. I'm going under. Real sales
0: of $4.6 million. Oh my god, I actually am going to miss a ball. Next game. Quantum Break. A fake score of 79
1: oh that's a good one matt that's a that good is.
0: one nah, i think this game sucked dick under huh? i
2: never played it but it just seemed like it's just didn't like you play it. it's just like oh we're quantum break dude, now, we're on the new
1: xbox i fucking hate that sean ashmore fuck that dude, <laughs> dude uh, wow I'm, I'm kidding i love sean ashmore. the animorphs um... own sean ashmore what wasn't he? An an animal? Animal? Was he in, I don't think he was an animorph, was he? In?
3: Or does it he, was he an have an Sean or his brother? He has a twin
1: oh, yeah. brother, it yeah. might have been
0: him.
3: Yeah, uh,
1: they're both Canadian though. I think what
2: yes. a cursed familial existence! You're a
3: cursed familial existence. <laughs> <laughs> Over, is it 79? Just a yes. spite,
1: Josh. Quantum Drake, <laughs> I'm doing it for my boy Bobby, Bobby Drake, Iceman, baby. I've
2: heard Bobby so much. I'm going the under.
1: Robotic. I'm going under. Real
0: score, 77. Motherfucker.
3: Uh, no. Because it's
0: Sean. It's not Sean's fault. By the way. No, it's because of Sean! By the way, Sean Ashmore, top billing in Animorphs.
3: <laughs> wow, man? look at
1: that star of the show. Oh, it wasn't dog. Tobias. Tobias was stuck as a bird the whole fucking time. Yeah, thing, so. yeah. No, no, rip, rip three people that
2: went to see it in theaters are absolutely living. Uh, uh, it was, was the a one in
1: the boys, TV or show. It <laughs> was a TV show, Josh.
2: God, it was a TV show. Animorphs, yeah. TV show. I'm sure the uh, animation in that was stellar. I used to get it on uh, VHS.
1: <laughs> yeah, it was <laughs> oh, on Family God. Channel here in Canada. Beautiful times. Uh, it was made in Canada.
0: <laughs> Next game. <laughs> Mass effect two fake sales of 6.5 million
2: Damn the silence because I wanna fuck it I'm doing my boy right I'm going over I'm probably wrong
1: I oh, can I have a standoff here I know I'm just
3: Mass effect two, which is how much did you say 6.1
0: <laughs> Fake sales of 6.5 million
3: under
1: God, I hate that I'm saying that. But under, that's about it. I'm gonna say under. I want to see what Mike said. Real <laughs> sales
0: of five million.
1: Yep. Damn.
2: They should have. They should have. My put,
1: guess.
2: <laughs> they should have put the anamorphs in Mass Effect to get
1: more. Oh game. fuck Where yeah! They if they had got stuck halfway between a bird and a human, that would have really yeah. <laughs> Commander Shepard, more like Commander Sheep, halfway between a sheep and a man. <laughs> <But> that shit. <laughs> I have a lot of fun like, actually focusing on that very specific. Uh, so, they called yeah. him Shepherd.
2: He just happened to have a bunch of fucking sheep around him. It was a really weird yeah. game. I don't really yeah, understand. Yeah, yeah, yeah,
1: I think that's an A24, and then he would, bro. And then he would turn into a sheep. And I don't know. Actually, it was odd. It was like a 24 this, movie, yeah.
2: This really weird episode
0: of VeggieTales. I don't know. It was weird, man.
1: Two more games. Let my
0: sheeple go. <laughs> Two more games. The Stanley Parable. A fake score of 91 dog i have known like, like two
2: of these games
0: 91
2: i i <laughs> that's what i love so much about this game is it shows how much of a clueless
1: bumbling fucking idiot i am <laughs> yeah same same uh, over wait have neither of you played stanley no. terrible matt has i know matt has matt I'll, loves it matt's literally one of the best games
2: the only bit of trivia I know about Stanley Parable is that there's an achievement you have
0: to edit the Steam date to get. That's literally all I know.
1: No, uh, you don't.
3: Well, you, you can just, just
0: play for like ten years, leave it on for ten years, whatever it is. No, two, no years. It's not, two years, right?
3: It's it's leave it off for two years and come back. Oh, that's right. Uh, that's oh, right. that's easy. I've oh, done I that could, with
0: games I'm not even tried.
2: I could go. <laughs> uh,
1: yeah.
2: I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go under. Fuck it. I don't know.
1: I'm gonna say over. I know Matt loves it. That's all I'm basing it on.
0: <laughs> Mike, what'd you say?
1: Over. I said over.
3: So
0: I, uh, fake score of 91, a real score of 88.
3: Yeah, no. I was like, that's not a that's not a mid nineties game.
2: Let it be known that uh, I at least get two right in over under boys. Uh, What's our score? What's our yeah, score going but, into the I have final five?
3: Round? I have five, Paul has three, Josh has two. Oh. <laughs>
0: Alright. So
3: this is a uh, this, it's a pride <laughs> okay.
0: thing now. All
1: right. yes. Who's the big, who's the least stupid?
0: Uh, not the <laughs> final game <laughs> Batman Arkham City. Make sales of 10 million.
1: Under. <laughs> Goddamn. This, this is the best one. Yeah. It's fucking. on sale all the fucking time. Or it was, like, okay. back when people still played it. Came off of Asylum's, like, hype. The
3: 10's a lot. 10 that's a lot so of, much. It's a lot of math. I'm going a lot over
1: for the lulls. Yeah, me too. Like uh, me if, 12 man. mil. If any hey, Arkham games go over, over 10, it's got to be a city. I've never played this either.
0: Fake sales of 10 million. Real sales of 12.5 million.
2: You hey. Said, come up, hey. there you go. Goddamn, I got two. <laughs> I, look who's the fucking idiot. Give me the two, dunce four, hat six eight. <laughs> Who do we appreciate? I deserve it. I, I've earned it. Uh... <laughs> There we go. Very nice, uh, Mike. Very it. nice. Love
1: Congratulations. It. Thank you. Thank you, thank Look you. Like a, you're looking a real hoser there.
2: Ah, Yeah, you know, I got to go down to the uh, old uh, Tim Hortons and get me a couple of coffees. Just going for a fucking
1: rip, are you, bud?
2: Uh, oh, you're scary with that accent. I don't know. I can <laughs> do that.
1: <laughs> oh, shit.
0: All right, let's move on. All right, audience questions. Every week, we address two or three audience questions, comments, or concerns. We take questions from our supporters over on Patreon at patreon.com/goodnightgroups. Leave your questions in the comments section of the previous episode's post. For the love of God, someone please do it. The one dollar tier will get you access to question submissions. We also take submissions at Game That's G A M E G R O O F S <laughs> at gmail.com. Someone please email us and in the YouTube comments. Matt, just it,
1: double checking. It's not G A Y M E G O G R O O F S. G A M
0: E G R O O F S at G M E A I L dot C O M, and in the YouTube comments. But
1: our patrons will always
0: receive priority.
2: We're at we're at dot net actually.
1: Cool, cool, cool. One hundred percent. A O L dot Quality. First question comes mail. We've yeah, we've never gotten mail. That's not true. We have, we have, we have, we have. Papa John sends us some deals. Speaking of which,
0: the first question comes from John.
1: No way! Is that, Papa John? Papa, it's what? Papa Wait. Bless. What do
0: you hope to see come out of the Halo Infinite Forge? Let's go to you, Paul. What do you hope to see come out of the Halo Infinite Forge? We talked about a little bit on replay yeah. this past week. GG Replay, check out, check it out. It's a gaming news breakdown show three days a week, Monday, Wednesday,
1: Friday. Oh, what Not you a thinking? lot of meat there. What are you thinking? For better or for worse. <laughs> what? <laughs> <laughs> Didn't even
0: hear what you said.
1: <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> we just talked over each other a lot there. What I will say, um, what what do I hope comes out of the Halo Infinite Forge? A nice pizza pie from uh, Papa John is what I would love to see come out of that hot, hot steaming forge. Uh,
2: chacaroni, um, if you
1: will. A yeah. chacaroni. You know, they keep advertising chacaroni to me, and it's like, I'm like, listen, I'm a vegetarian. I would, I'd love to eat a shakaroni if you made it with some like fake pepperonis, but let, I'm not going to get shakaroni. They, they always ask it to me like I'm, it's like a favor they're asking. Okay, this is All a- right,
0: just so we're clear, this John is not a Papa John's reference. It is a reference to John from
1: uh, 1170. 1170. Low. Oh, oh no, this
2: is literally Papa John Shatner. <laughs> we guy. know that he's not
1: Papa John for a fact. I don't think we do. They've never been uh, in the no- same room together. None of us really know. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, all right. Let' moving on. What do you hope to see come out of the Halo Infinite Forge? Uh, I hope to see it be fucking amazing. Uh, I don't know, ten years of games. Uh, I'm, you know, honestly, what I'm hoping for, and I'll keep it short and simple, uh, f- which I haven't done so far, but I promise I will now. Uh, <laughs> is uh, is a new genre. Uh, like the new Dota, the new Battle Royale, the new thing that like every company tries to like spend billions of dollars making. Uh, I want to see that come out of Halo Infinite Forge. Uh, I really think with the scripting AI and some of the stuff they have here, uh, they, they just recently added mod tools and went back in MCC on PC and added a lot of stuff to like Halo 1 and Halo 3, and I think Reach, uh, which is really, really cool. And, and Forge is getting pushed there again and people are psyched. I think Infinite has the chance to, uh, the possibility with the technology there and the new forge tools and everything again we haven't it's not coming out just yet but it is going to come out in the new year Uh, i think it could really launch what is the next genre and i don't know what that is but i'm really really excited to see that come out of forge i think uh, they're doing everything right right now we haven't seen it come out yet but i think halo infinite multiplayer is doing everything right i think this is going to blast off and i think with forge being free as part of the free-to-play stuff uh, it's a home run we're going to see some really crazy shit I'll
0: just jump on that because I pretty much have the same answer. I really want to see some really creative people come up with new genres, new game modes, just things we've never seen before. That's always the most exciting thing when you get these sort of in-game editing tools, um, and especially now that, like, as you mentioned, Forge has scripting abilities. I think we're going to see some really creative stuff and some really innovative stuff, and I really can't wait to just see new genres or new game modes being born in Halo Infinite and then, yeah, as you said, see these companies spend hundreds of millions of dollars to try to recreate it on their I, own.
1: I will, say, I will say one last thing that I can imagine is uh, a game mode with the AI scripting. They could really get a little crazy with this. We've seen this on uh, you know, PC, every console. We've seen it on mobile. We've seen it on toasters. All of a sudden, there's a black screen. We open up. Your Spartan looks up. Hey, you, you're finally awake. You know, and it's Skyrim <laughs> and Halo Infinite Forge. I really, really think uh, I really think it's possible, and that actually is the thing I'm most hoping for because it'd be fucking hilarious. <laughs>
2: That's just good. It's good.
0: I'm sure the Halo Infinite Forge will also be able to run Doom at some point. The Master Chief already looks close enough to Doom, guy. They can make work. All right, Mike. What are your thoughts on the Halo Infinite Forge, and what do you hope to see come out of it?
3: I wrote very short answer. Uh, Griffball, of course. That was my answer. Me too. Um, yeah. I'll add on to that, that, you know, if they want to make squid games too, that'd be cool. Oh, be cool. oh. I don't really have, I, I didn't have a thought out answer. Like you guys, I was just like, Oh, I want griff ball back. Okay. Okay. Codo tag.
1: Let's bring Kodo tag back. Ooh. tail infinite, right? Bunny sliding. Bunny slide.
0: Yeah. Josh, what about you? I wanted to
2: bring back the active community. I feel like we haven't had a lively active community in a halo game since reach and reach. I'd say, I'd argue it really wasn't because of the forge and reach. It was more because the multiplayer was just in its best state. It's ever been in halo. That all said, I think obviously to Paul's point, I think infinite has positioned itself in a really unique way, not necessarily with the campaign, which will probably be straight fucking cheeks. Um, <laughs> yep. but, the, but the, the multiplayer is probably, I mean, I've played a little bit of it. It played like ass on the Xbox one. Cause that's a goddamn dinosaur at this point. But it's It still plays good. It feels, it feels fun. It's a good Halo. They improved on the good things in Halo 5, and it's a good Halo Infinite game. So all that said, you have the good, satisfying multiplayer gameplay, and then you add the creativity of people who want to just have a main multiplayer game that they can play when they're not doing some single-player shit or something. Like, give them the Forge option. And I think doing this literally almost more unhinged than Halo 3, which to my mind was the best time of halo forge you know and all it's when griffball came out for god's sakes I, I think you just have a lot of really good opportunities here um and hopefully it's not fumbled hopefully it seems like 343 is just like training wheels are off like just go for it have that like and i think they're handling it really well and i think that's going to be good and i think not only that it's like if you want to hop on and like not worry about playing fucking slayer and just getting sweaty for a while just play some play some zombies literally just run through a little like a map that you have to figure out play some jumping puzzles vibe out Like it just it makes halo into a game that you can spend more of your time on and invest more time into and keep the community more active as opposed to people just running away the second they realize oh halo 5 is uh, just dog shit so it's good to see it come back and hopefully in a meaningful way which i think it will because it seems like people are high on it
0: good answers i I think all four of us are really excited about Halo Infinite and yeah. and the potential that yeah, it fun. has. The next question. This one comes in from Steven Spielberg. Big fan of the show, actually. Not a <laughs> Patreon. He's being a little cheap about it, but uh, he did email us. <laughs> we all know that video game movies haven't done so well. But what game or franchise do you think would actually make for a good movie or TV series? Mike, let's go to you first on this one. Which, what video game or franchise do you think could make for an actual good movie or TV series, the likes of which we haven't yet seen?
3: I think that actually a lot of games could do well in a movie TV series. The issue becomes that uh, most movie and TV series focus on kind of recreating and focusing on the main character of the series trying to like emulate what the what the game does instead of just using the game environment as a placeholder for the setting um so with that i think if you go the route of most movies tv shows uh, in which they just copy from the source material, Mass Effect would be really good. But I think if you really wanted to make something successful that was more than just copy the main story threads beat for beat, if you made a movie about, or a TV series that was Battlestar Galactica, but Halo, I'd be in, I'd be all in. Yeah. I think it'd be great.
0: So let me jump in on
3: that.
1: I think Spielberg was actually trying to do that, wasn't he? <laughs>
0: so let me jump in on that. I, 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 it's weird that it's not like really well-known, but a Halo TV series is coming out next year, and yep. it's going to be on Paramount+. Mm-hmm. Plus. And I think it could potentially be good, but the cast worries me a little bit. It's not an impressive cast. Typically, like obviously, Game of Thrones, they had they had Sean Bean, but a lot of unknowns became big, right? A lot of TV series that the problem is these are people who have been acting for a while it's not just unknowns it's just like f-list actors so i'm a little i'm a little bit worried about the halo tv series but we'll have to see how that goes as far as what else i think i think spyro could really make for a good successful family movie Yep. yeah I, you know children's animated movies do really well i think spyro you could throw in a little bit of crude humor for the parents here and there and i think that could work out you know the ratchet and clank movie didn't do super well but i think there, there's a little bit of an edge to spyro i know ratchet and clank is supposed to have that edge especially with the innuendos and like the game titles and stuff but the the reboot movie really didn't
1: ratchet but, and clank had a movie
0: it did and that's what the 2016 game was actually based on, was the movie. Wow. And yeah, so it was kind of impressive how, how the, the game was so good because of it. Like, a lot of the cutscenes in the game were directly from the movie. Ah, so that's what I learned. I think Spyro could, could, could make for something like that. I think a Saints Row <laughs> movie could be really fun. Like, I didn't like how Saints Row jumped the shark in the games, but I think as a movie, it could actually be hilarious <laughs> and really well done. And then finally... Um I think Horizon is just ripe for a movie. Honestly, I'd be surprised if we don't eventually see a Horizon movie at some point. I think it's just perfect. I think it sets up perfectly. You have the the big CGI mechanic dinosaurs, you have your uh your your strong female lead which is something that Hollywood has definitely uh been been trying to to do lately and I think it would just work out perfectly. I, she's Aloy's a great character, the world is really interesting, you've got the awesome effects that that you could have in the movie. I just think it would work out really well. And I'd be really surprised if Sony doesn't uh, make it happen at some point. What about uh, what about you, Josh, what do you think?
2: Uh, you know, I uh, got g- big shout-outs to Uno. No, um, I would say <laughs> probably uh, Hades. I mean, the Hades story is fun as it is. Uh, it's, you know, kind of simple at baseline. But as you dive into the characters more, like the characters are some of the most well-written characters like in a game, like to this point. And I think you just have a lot of fun based material to work off of, like l- stuff that's already there. I mean, you could basically say it's literally already there. I mean, it's just pathology, but like it- it's still like it's it's unique Um, the way that like, you know, your main character, who I literally can't remember his name right now. Uh, so, uh, God bless Zagreus. you, uh, Zag. Um, you know, he's, he's an enjoyable main character. Um, he could be someone you could rally around and there's just so many fun side characters you can work with that you could have a fun little, either animated or just, you know, live action movie. Who knows?
1: Um, and everyone's sexy. I,
2: it's true. Uh, get your dicks out boys, because it'd be a really hot and sexy movie. Um, or
1: girls, get your dicks out girls. Mm-hmm.
2: Yep. Yep. <laughs> yeah. Everyone get your dicks out. Uh, yeah. <laughs> is here. I, think, I, I do think it'd be a good movie though. I think it'd be fun. Uh, anyways, uh, speaking of uh, Warcraft the movie, fuck you! Wow. What? Uh, yeah,
1: <laughs> Matt, and I, Matt and I both famously like, uh, actually, I would say love to like to love the Warcraft movie. Yeah.
2: It's 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 so bad. It's good because there's so many things about it that's like I, I liked about it. But then I other parts.
1: I don't think it was a perfect like adaptation, but I just weirdly was entranced the whole time. Like the movie was just fun to watch. You want to
2: know what the issue was? The main character, whoever played him, from he was ass trash. He was the most unlikable fucking person I since I don't even know who. Like, just terrible. Awful. But yeah. the rest was great. Everybody yeah. else
0: was great. I mean, he, was, he gave you a little bit of recognition, you know, being the lead on Vikings. Travis Fimmels, who we're talking yeah, about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, playing Lothar. I think Lothar was a weird character to be your lead but obviously i I don't know they they, they could have
2: been a good like to or something
0: yeah i mean they the 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 thing is like duncan jones was the right person to direct this movie the Mm -hmm. problem is i think the studio had too much say i think the studio killed pacing like that's my biggest issue with the with the movie is the pacing is really bad and because of that a lot of stuff that was cut took out exposition for audience for audience members that weren't in, into Warcraft but I will say it was really
1: niche but it was marketed to like the general audience which was weird right yeah
0: I, I will say though like because I heard about the complaints of people not understanding what the hell was going on and critics were writing about that same thing as well after the movie I asked my wife I'm like do you were you able to follow and she, like she was like yeah it, it was fine she like knew character names and stuff so I don't know if like people just weren't paying attention or what? But like
1: this guy. happened with Rachel too. That was We watched it together and like she plays WoW, but like it isn't like super deep in the story. And she came away being like, I love, that was such a cool movie. So I just think the
0: the Warcraft movie was so unfairly reviewed. Like it got worse reviews. It has a lower Rotten Tomato score than a lot of like objectively really bad movies, and and it's got a lower score than other video game movies that are clearly worse. I mean, I think the CGI alone in, in the, the Warcraft Orc movie. CG is fucking crazy. Yeah, it's,
2: I mean, it's the best of the video game movies. I think by yeah. and large, uh, I will agree with you there. Like, I mean, Assassin's Creed was trash. So, I mean, oh, you know,
0: it was so Assassin's Creed was so bad, and I I was. People, and I knew that going in, people were saying, oh, this is so bad. I'm like, it can't really be that bad. It's got uh, Marianne out? Cotillard and that. Michael Fassbender. Yeah, <laughs> oh, no. It was, bad. Oh, it yeah. was terrible. Oh, it was really so bad. bad. I, I wanted it to, be, it to be good, but it was just so bad. I don't even know if I finished the movie, to be honest.
1: I forgot that I, even happened.
0: Yeah. Anyway, Paul. <laughs>
1: good let's go to you <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah i think i'm 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 great here i think people would wish they had my experience they go to like a try to find the men in black and get neuralized. uh okay i matt got a few answers here so i'm going to take a couple here myself quickly uh just my first thing that came to my mind when i was trying to come up with like a cop-out answer was easy bioshock is just a sick-ass universe i think the basic storyline's pretty pretty straightforward uh the settings obviously really fucking amazing uh, you can have a bunch of guys come in and be like, hey, yes, Ayn Rand. It was really good, right? See? And the then movie also, was supposed to happen. Yeah, I know. It, it's rife for a movie. It feels more like a movie than a game in some ways. Uh, and so, yeah, I think that's a sick-ass idea. Um, I'll say as, like, a kid thing that I think would be really, really cool is Untitled Goose Game. Uh, just has such a netflix kids show vibe that it's crazy to me i can just imagine that music that do just like this classical music and just a fucking like goose going over and grabbing picnic benches and kids watching like oh it's fucking <laughs> hilarious like i mean like three-year-olds it's like like little kids and maybe the goose learned something i don't know but uh that's <laughs> we all learned we all learned a little something uh so that one i thought was pretty good too and uh Oh, God help me. I had another one that I thought was really good. Uh, but I, I plum forgot it. So there you go. <laughs> I want to note that
3: no one's saying Mario.
1: Oh,
2: well. Well, you, know you mean you mean Chris, <laughs> Chris Pratt, the famous he's, Italian? He's so cool. He is so cool.
3: <laughs> so cool. <laughs> my favorite
2: my favorite uh Mario Italian accent is
0: Hey, I'm Chris Pratt. <laughs> my favorite mario moment is when he's taming velociraptors <laughs> i
2: love
1: that bit love that bit
2: i, I like where he gets turned you to fucking dust by an intergalactic <laughs> madman
1: i yeah, honestly think really that's a great one. story to see mario get fucking snapped would actually be pretty pretty rad
2: <laughs>
1: <laughs> he looks over at waluigi with a sad face waluigi looks at him they hug as they get snapped
2: <laughs> wario back in the background yeah.
1: Goal. <laughs> Wario's like picking his own <laughs> ass on, like and like eating it as he gets snapped. Jesus.
0: <laughs> <laughs> anyway, that's like... our Mario fanfic. Uh,
1: Avengers Mario, Mario crossover. Fanfiction.net.
0: <laughs> Alright, speaking of movie pitches, let's move into the pitch meeting. <laughs> In pitch meeting, our panelists and myself have to pitch a game by combining two or three existing games and telling us which features... We'll take from those games and <laughs> Josh is cracking up. Uh, so I just can't,
2: uh, I can't stop thinking together. about Donkey Kong just sitting in a fucking <laughs> corner with red ass. Eyes.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Imagine Donkey Kong you know he fucking wins and be like, yeah, Mario, you stole, I was originally the fucking Nintendo mascot. You stole my shit, but no, who's laughing? You dusty bitch. I feel like Donkey Kong. Who would, who would be Thanos in this scenario though? Bowser, right? Or is it secretly, is it secretly dry bones or dry Bowser? <laughs> It's I actually know. Sonic. Oh God, no! Oh, no. Stop. Yeah. no, okay. No, he's the got crossover. the crossover emeralds. Are
3: the Infinity the Chaos End. Emeralds yeah. the crossover? Let's yeah. do it. So as I was My saying, favorite... pitch
0: meeting. <laughs> Just pitch you let me, uh, your Let's let yeah, start yeah, over yeah. here
3: in pitch yeah. meeting. Yep. our Sonic panelists... loses at the Olympics. Naps.
0: <laughs> <laughs> you know, I've 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 had trouble reading. A, a segment before, but not like this. Not like this.
1: We're rowdy, boys. are rowdy as hell today.
0: In pitch meeting, our panelists and myself have to pitch a game by combining two or three existing games and telling us which features we'll take from those games to make it fun and interesting. For example, you might pitch something like Dark Souls meets Animal Crossing meets Tower Defense where you defend your custom-built home from various villagers or fighting the final boss a disgustingly horrifying Tom Nook. The three other members of the panel will vote on the pitch. If you get at least two thirds of the vote from today's panelists, your project is greenlit. Here are today's project parameters, the pitch parameters: session-based multiplayer game. All right, Paul, let's hear your pitch first. You yeah, enter the uh, the Shark Tank, if you will.
1: All right, sharks. I'm a I'm a little lowly guppy but I'm hoping maybe I can be a symbiotic remora and I can jump onto the sides <laughs> of you and use your money to become another another beautiful man in the gaming industry. I know there it's The Dragon's Den. So we'll, we'll, I say uh, call it The Dragon's Den. Oh yeah, do I love Dragon's Den. It's a good show. Um both have Robert Robert Herkovic. Uh so there you go. In Shark Tank and crossover. And crossover and Candace Trump, Kevin O'Leary. Um all right. <laughs> <laughs> so uh yeah, let's let's hear it. So this is uh this is an idea. I will say Rachel inspired this idea, but I did come up with a good uh a good plan for this. So uh in that it is see if these, right? You're imagining that base gameplay, right? But meets fucking redwall or mouse guard. Here here hear me out. Uh you're a squirrel, you're in a forest, you drop in with your buddies, you have to run around to different trees. There's different factions. There is, as Rachel said, a turtle. There's a wise old tortoise. He gives you hats. There is, only during the winter, that the seasons change the map, by the way, only during the winter, maybe you could play as an arctic hare. Mm-hmm. Um, but you are you are a squirrel. You have to run around. You have to get nuts from various uh, places. You hand in the nuts to different uh, factions, and in that you can get different cosmetics, different currencies. Uh, obviously, there's, there's squirrel-based uh, puzzles, 3D platforming. There's lot of like emphasis on running away from stuff but also there is some fighting too there's some combat in this as well um and uh, you know maybe there's some squirrel armor we don't need to get too crazy into the humanoid aspects of this they are mostly animals uh but uh yeah i'm thinking uh you know generally a forest critter based uh, lobby game, very similar to Sea of Thieves. You run around, and get treasure, and there happens to be some light like, combat and exploration as well. Now, obviously, we don't have the sea, the seafaring stuff that Sea of Thieves, which is pretty nice. But you know what? Maybe there's some other stuff. Maybe you can ride around on certain other animals, as a squirrel. I'm not. Maybe you mount a cat, but not in that way. Just ride on its back. Um, there's a lot of options. Uh, so, you know, I haven't figured out all of the details, just that maybe you um, maybe you skateboard around uh, Paths in the Forest. I haven't decided. But the point is, I'm thinking Squirrel Base, Lobby, Multiplayer, Sea of Thieves.
3: Goddamn. Mike, are you in or out? So, um, you know, you got me with the Red Wall, because I read all of those books when I was little. They're fantastic. But... I don't know that I want to be a squirrel. Like, if you're taking inspiration from Redwall, you got the hares that have cockney accents,
1: you've got the badgers with their blood fury. Like, Mm -hmm. where is... Why are you only Mouse. picking squirrels? Of course, you know what I, I take that into consideration. The initial idea was based <laughs> on squirrels, but you know what? Um, if you're willing, he was trying to, to sell part- it to me. Let's be if honest. you're willing. Yeah, it was helpful. If you're willing to partner with me, if you're willing to buy a stake of this, I could definitely see opening up. I don't want to. Ca- I don't want to like. I'm not willing to. You know. Um, you know, corrupt the vision. But I, I. I. I also considered. You know, I was kind of selling to to Matt to this man here. So I will say in that I could open up to Arctic hares. I could open up to badgers. I could open up to mice and rats and, and various. Others. <laughs> Wait, rats. Oh, we can play as the enemy faction then. Absolutely, you can. Yeah, don't fucking Nobody. try to get at me with not knowing the what? lore here. I, you can play <laughs> anything. You can play anything. Let's make. I'm not. I don't want to make it an MMO light yet. I'm not sure. That's not really what we're mm-hmm. going for here. But I could open up to that. You know, maybe maybe we can talk about this. I know we're mainly pitching for session based. But once you know the money's out of this a little bit, once uh, once we got we haven't got this guy up here telling us what to do, uh, we can maybe talk <laughs> MMO light here. Listen,
3: I've wanted a Redwall game since I was really little and then grew out of it. But if you made one, I'd be in regardless. So, yeah, of course, I'm in excellent. excellent just giving you a hard time.
1: Thank you. Thank you,
2: Josh. Are you in or out? What the fuck even is this game?
1: Uh, <laughs> <laughs> the best fucking game you've ever heard of. What are you talking about? So let, let me get just, you any questions. Yeah, let yeah.
2: Me, let, me, let, me, let me just get this straight. So we're talking Sea of Thieves, right? Uh, ex- sure. exploration boots. Uh-huh, uh, and then uh-huh. we're basically effectively baseline. We're talking rodents. Yeah. All right, all right. All right. All right. And small okay. other small
1: mammals. Other, other
2: small, mammals. small mammals. So uh, theoretically, we could explode some varmints in this game.
1: Hundred percent. And okay, you, as a cool. varmint, can get exploded.
2: Okay, that's good. I, you, I can can
1: drop, you could drop boulders on uh, other varmints, and you can uh, you know catapult them with cute little stick-built trebuchets. I don't know. You could do whatever you want. Okay, okay, okay. So
2: we can we can eat some uh, some small mammals here. You love to see it. Um, I mean, you do. It seems. Yeah. Do, do, do we have like customization? Like, can I make my badger look really like f- like fresh to death? Like,
1: yeah, hundred percent, hundred percent. There's going to be uh, cosmetics. That's a big part, right? So I mean, when we're talking okay. about trading in nuts for things to different, uh, oh, factions, okay, a yeah. lot of that's based on cosmetics right so there's not going to be like a power-up system per se you're not going to get stronger as the different things maybe each race could have a certain thing that gives them an advantage but ultimately um what you're grinding for is cosmetics you're not grinding uh the most of the game is about gameplay and the enjoyability of the world like in sea of thieves and it's less so so yeah you can do some crazy shit to your badger like i'm talking if you want to give it a purple mohawk we'll see about that
2: you know i i I, I like I like your pitch at least. I think you know what. Just, just for that reason alone, uh, I'm gonna give you one two gabagoo.
1: I'm in.
0: Ooh, Shit. all Appreciate right. It.
1: Appreciate it. Appreciate it.
0: Paul, <laughs> Paul, I have one question for you. Can we get the Redwall license?
1: So I looked into it. Uh, they're uh, they're pretty stingy about it. I'll be honest. Uh, I called their main office. Uh, they wouldn't speak to me. Okay. Uh, yeah, I, I got. It. But but here's the thing. I mean, it's pretty fucking like it's just animals who talk. I think we can like, and it's like dark. I think we can like, mouse guard isn't red wall, and that no, shit's no, 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 So like, no, 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 no. we can do this. We don't need their names. We'll call it whatever we want. No, Scroll no, away. no, no, no,
0: no, no. My my decision is based on if we can get the license or not. Luckily. Here's the
1: thing. Here, here's what I'll give you. My last thing, you guys. I have I have I have Mike here, and I have Josh backing me. Um, if with your backing uh, and enough support here, I think we can come to them with a strong front, united front. And we can get that license. All right, I'm in. Let's do it. Thank you. Thank you. Interestingly
3: enough, interestingly enough, the Redwall license was given to a game in 2019.
1: Yeah, I actually I remember a buddy of ours. uh, We were both following that. Really? uh, I did remember that, but I couldn't quite remember. Is the game Lost Legends
3: of Redwall the Scout by Soma Games?
0: Is it? It's in development.
3: No, it's available.
0: Oh, (laughs) Uh, all right. So it's probably not that great. I Haven't heard of it.
3: Not my game. (laughs) All right,
0: Mike. Let's hear your pitch.
3: So gathering, crafting games are clearly all the rage. People are playing New World. People played Valheim. Um, People seem to have forgotten that Valheim is just a better New World. Um, But let's take Valheim, right? Session-based multiplayer game. Let's merge it with one of the most popular Japanese games out there. All right. So you land on a beach, right? And you got to build, build your settlement and whatnot. And you have to gather around, right? You have to gather materials and stuff. And when you're gathering, it's, it's really obvious which ones you can gather and can't gather yet as you, you know, level up and whatnot. Um, so there will be number ones out there that you can gather. <laughs> and then there'll be like number two. Not, Not again, Mike, you did it again. You need to you need to gather these because in order to craft certain things, you'll have to do Sudoku puzzles. Oh God damn it! <laughs> I figured it out right before you said the word Sudoku. <laughs> no, and 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 it gets better. Um, there is a meta like quest line that you have to do. The entire world is actually one giant sudoku puzzle of course so you have to figure out where in the world the uh numbers are carved into the ground figure out what they are and then go and craft larger monuments of numbers in the other spaces and once you finish that well you'll see what happens with the final boss
0: okay well i'll go first i'm out uh (laughs) josh
2: i'd um you know I'd like, to, I'd like to just mention before we really dive into the meat and potatoes of my answer um, that uh, I almost failed remedial math, and for that reason, I'm
3: out. <laughs> what uh, if I told you there's no math involved with Sudoku? It's true. I,
2: I would disagree with you, mainly just because I'm a fucking idiot. I'm
0: out. <laughs> Are there numbers? Then there's math. <laughs> so
3: the math I do doesn't have numbers.
1: <laughs> well, All right. true. True. All right. Uh, so here, here's what I'll say because I'm, I'm pretty interested. Now, last time you, last time you pitched a Sudoku game when you did the pitch meeting, right? Can you, can you remind me yeah. what was that? What, do you remember it was, what that uh, was?
3: Battle Royale mixed with uh sudoku yeah yeah
1: yeah yeah Yeah, yeah, yeah. so (laughs) so interesting so i I thought that was good but i I didn't know if it worked super well in the battle royale stream but i did think that was a unique interesting idea this one i think is a puzzle game it's like an indie solo game actually makes a lot of sense to me i think i think there's a huge when you have people who play stuff like potion craft or you have people who play stuff that's like pretty nichey and theory crafty i think there's like a huge uh niche for this i will say Do you think this is like a, what's your, but like, I have a budget obviously, but do you think this would be like an indie, like a smaller game? Do you think this would be something one could develop on their own or maybe with a small team? Oh Um, yeah. I think in that 100%. scenario, I'm one hundred percent in. I think this is a niche game that would do really, really well amongst a certain crowd and I think if you even if you didn't like lean too hard on the Sudoku name too and just kind of like pretended like Sudoku didn't exist and made a game like this, people wouldn't even think about Sudoku and would like just love it and 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 then people would be like, "Hey, by the way, this is just Sudoku if you want like more content, they'd be like really, wow, they did it so well hundred uh, percent all
0: right, well, Mike. You you don't pass the pitch, but you do have a fan in Paul. Good friend.
1: I don't say I don't play Sudoku, but I just uh, I think that's a, I think I think there's a huge market for it.
0: All right, here's my pitch. My project is an asymmetrical payday meets tower defense PvP. All right, let me explain. You got one team of two to four playing in first person, like a first person shooter. They're trying to pull off a heist uh, with a bank robbery or museum or something like that. Versus one player who's playing as a security guard trying to manage various alarms, cameras, locks, all that kind of stuff. Now the one player playing on their own might not even be in first person. Maybe it's... Some sort of top-down perspective with a fog of war effect, or they only see inside the control room that they're in and the tools that they have in there, or something like that. But they're doing that while the group of two, to, somewhere between two and four, are trying to pull off the heist, and you got the one security guard player trying to trying to stop it from happening. All right? What what are we thinking here?
1: Uh, I'll go first and just say that I think this is a really really good idea. Um, <laughs> I I like it a lot. Uh, I I love the idea of, uh, I mean, I think asymmetrical PvP games are interesting, but I think often it's just, you know, this person has to be faster to chase them, but you're all playing the same kind of way. I think an idea uh, based around someone being stuck in a room, but having control, and maybe there's other games like this, but I can't think of any off the top of my head, um, where, you know, people are trying to go through a game in a totally different system basically you're running through rooms in first person trying to do stuff and someone is actually behind the scenes fucking their shit up uh is actually really really interesting it's like a god mode but it's from this like security room and you're not exactly in god mode because there's a lot of uh, you know limitations there could be an idea like where you like you know release smoke in a room to panic people and they start running around or you can like do stuff or like lock a certain door and that like limits them to going down a certain way or maybe you've set something up and again it's like keeping them from getting out or keeping them from pulling off their heist right but i mean it, it you can't necessarily just take them out right so i think there's a lot of creativity there it reminds me a lot of like a good board game idea i think uh that there'd be something like this um you know trying to escape there's this great game i like called magic maze uh, where you have to like uh, you're a bunch of dwarves trying to rob a bank or something and you have to escape <laughs> through all these tunnels or something uh and it's a lot of fun but i think the idea that someone could actually enable those traps and it's not just rng and cards and stuff is actually really really interesting so <laughs> i'm 100 percent in that's a really really cool idea actually like i like that it's not even Really based on like the 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 like the uniqueness of the setting, like an idea like mine, but it's actually like a cool uh mechanic. So I'm in. Josh, what are we thinking?
2: You know, I like I like everything you actually have on offer here. Now,
1: do I think it's
2: a game I'd play? uh Probably not. But
0: fair, that's fair. That's fair.
2: I think you've got enough going here that I think pe- I th- I think people may actually like this. That and it's unironically uh to me <laughs> the, the first game that's been mentioned that's like. It could legitimately be a game. You know what? <laughs> Fuck it. I'm throwing my hat in the ring. But, you know, i sorry, sorry Mike. I know your Sudoku uh, crafting is a... Uh, hey,
1: listen, you know. know what? They can make... Mine it sounds like vaporware, but it would get made. It would just be a tenth of what it was supposed to be promised.
2: That's true. It would be, it would be on clip. It'd be the next yeah. great runescape. It'd be Ghost uh, of a
1: Tail, is what it would be.
2: <laughs> ghost of a rodent yep. Uh <laughs> I'm
3: in. Fuck it.
0: Mike, thoughts?
3: I like asymmetrical games. It sounds very similar to some of the Nintendo land games that released for the Wii U. Um, it oh. sounds very similar to the Arkham origins
1: multiplayer game mode. I was waiting for Mike to tell me the games that it's like, because I was like, <laughs> I feel like this should have existed, but it, it might have. Yeah, might have yeah, no, no fucking it idea.
3: definitely exists in some capacity, whether or not that capacity is good is the question because all right here's the issue could be asymmetrical games are extremely difficult to balance and make feel fair because you've got one against multiple people um it's kind of an issue that dead by daylight has where um a win for a killer is actually killing three people which means two kills one kill is a loss but for a a survivor if you die you lose so it kind of just feels bad when you're the one that dies so i guess what's your is this going to be a triple a game is this going to be a double a game what are we what are we thinking here
0: I, i'm thinking with the with the budget that i think we can get i'm thinking it's going to be some sort of double a thing it's going on steam maybe if we have some success we can port it to consoles but it's mostly gonna it's gonna be a pc darling
1: payday kind of thing right i mean that's kind of what
0: we're
3: looking at here yeah yeah Yeah. you know uh, you already have two backers i'm gonna be i'm gonna stay on this side of the fence on this one um i don't think it's a bad idea i just don't think it's a smash hit idea i think it's a it could be a smash hit but unlikely
0: fair enough fair enough
2: mike mike the business major at it again (laughs)
0: all right our final pitch josh let's hear your idea for your pitch for a session-based multiplayer game
2: uh well this is going to be nothing but uh the most incredible game you've all ever heard uh and nothing but entirely 100 serious all right it's sudoku cross with sudoku uh yes sudoku animal crossing every mini game in animal crossing has now been replaced with sudoku that would be
1: popular in japan
2: (laughs) i'd rather be rock fucking dead um so uh, we all love The Sims, right? I mean, to some extent, it's, it's it's kind of fun to build up your home. You know, have have a nice place for you and yours, and pregnant half the town. Whatever, sure, to what
1: five thousand hours.
2: Uh, exactly. You know you <laughs> you could you can knock up anybody. You can get knocked up as much as you want. You could literally have a bloodline similar to that of West Virginia, <laughs> literally just intermingles incredibly well. So. Now that you have this...
0: Program. To our listeners in West Virginia, he didn't mean that. All right,
2: go ahead. Uh, this, uh, sh- shout out to Ish.
1: Can you understand language spoken to you if you're from West Virginia? That...
0: Okay, moving on. Josh, continue. <laughs> so, you have these intermingled
2: families. You have your lovely home that you've built up. You've, you've saved up for that incredible oven. All right? You're relaxing. Yeah, you put in, some buns in it. You're relaxing in your house. And then all of a sudden... Udex Gunder from Dark Souls 3 wanders up to your home. Oh, shit. And then your camera suddenly focuses into the house, and you are suddenly your Sim, and you have to find an item in your house to fight Udex Gunder with. You have to you if you've made a rotten bowl of macaroni and cheese, you now have to go grab that rotten bowl of macaroni and cheese and fight this hulking motherfucker with it. You can summon wow. your inbred lineage to your home to help fight this hulking menace. And guess what? You'll have a blast doing it. Who knows? Maybe even you hit all Udex Yonder with the classic build the pool, have him go for a little swim. Get that ladder out of there and he's done. He's he's toasty, baby. Trap him in the house, get a couple old shitty ovens in there. Bada boom, he's done. He's done and ringed. It's over. Uh, so you know that's what I'm saying. We're offering a building simulator with uh, you know, familial relationships, uh, mixed with a little bit of Dark Souls uh style combat. Uh, you know, maybe, maybe your boss from the office comes down you know to beat you up and you now have to kill him uh with with rotten macaroni and cheese what what whoa 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 what are we
0: thinking here what are we thinking here whoever wants to go first let me ask you this question mm. it, this is what it really hinges on for me can we get the rights to dark souls 3 bosses
2: uh you know i think we might be able to you know based on based on my talks and emails back and forth they've really been interested in building udex gundra a really nice uh, double wide. uh um, not this, only this, this, I don't no, know no, I no, trust
1: no, this, no, 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 no. This is, this is fine. I promise. I uh, was honest that they never emailed me back.
2: Uh, Vort of the Boreal Valley has really been looking for a good summer home. Uh, it's really cold where he's at. Um, and, 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 you know, perhaps th- the option is there, you know, based on, based on the few emails I've sent.
0: Okay. Interesting. I, you know, I, I don't know. I think I, I'm going to have to talk with, uh, I'm going to have to get on the get on the horn with uh Miyazaki and and we'll try to hash things out get to get some rights to the to the Dark Souls 3 bosses. So it it hinges on that. So right now it's a maybe unless we can get the rights. Well we'll get the rights, don't you worry. Mike, what about um, you? Um I... oh, Shut the fuck up, Paul. <laughs> Mike. <what am> I...
2: <laughs> Jesus.
0: <laughs> wow.
3: Wow. you know what, Paul? you can go you can no, he can't, <laughs> oh. He's
1: had his day.
3: All right, okay, fine. um I noted that there was a distinct lack of sudoku in this, so I'm out
2: you know what if that's if that's really all it takes. I'll add Sudoku as a minigame for the newspaper. That I'm, out. No, in I'm, out. I don't, I'm out. I don't
3: need to be associated
1: with you <laughs> oh, and whatever crimes indicate you're trying to start.
3: Listen I'm to out. This I'm
1: this out. <laughs> The second Matt says he wants the license, this guy, this fucking guy, Josh was it, comes in says we got the license, I've been talking to people, we're going to get it. Second, Mike says I need Sudoku, he's willing to compromise his vision for Sudoku. No,
2: no, 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 it's not a compromised vision, look, mm-hmm. perhaps you could That's bore the bosses to death like.
1: with Sudoku. I just feel like this is the problem, you don't have That's a intuitiveness here, but here's what I'll say. Is that um, there's a couple? Okay, so I have a couple points here. I, I have yeah. a lot to ask. First off, um, how dare you? No, first off, uh, <laughs> every time you said the name of one of these characters, it felt like you were uh, just infringing copyright by even invoking their name. I feel like they may have asked you to never say it publicly again. See, um, see, but that
2: can either be proven nor disproven, uh, because, mainly because it hasn't been taken to a court of law. Um, yes,
1: yeah, 100%. <laughs> uh, so we got uh, Udex uh, Gundir, right? So mm, so I have a couple mm. questions. First off, I will say mm. kudos to you for letting you kill uh, this this character in a pool because you have not been able to kill a character in a pool in Sims 4. So that's something that's actually out, out of The Sims right now. So you're putting that feature back, which oh, is yeah. pretty cool. Yeah, yeah so killing this might, essential. This might actually be better than Sims 4 in that mm. respect. Yep. Um, it's pretty hard to kill your Sim right now. Um, I will say, uh, so I got to ask, can you put someone in a basement light on fire block all the doors
2: oh 100 percent. yeah yeah yeah. yeah. i mean okay. h- put you and your lineage down there make them yeah, yeah. fight uh you know vorts of the boreal valley let right. him have that down there
1: uh, yeah perfect okay so here's my other yeah. question let's say you know you're living your life you're having your same game he shows up starts fucking your your uh your house up you have to hit him with the rotten macaroni you hit him he goes down he's dead what happens next in the game
2: uh, so actually, he comes back to life, um, and then your wife, who you've cheated on a couple different times, um, leaves the house. Vort wakes up, leaves the house, uh, goes back to uh, his house, and fucks Did she wife. cheat on you
1: with Vort. Okay, um, yeah,
2: yeah, yeah. No, no, no. There's, there's, there's a whole lineage here with these Dark Soul bosses. But
1: what um, are you doing? It sounds like a cutscene. Is this like a is this like a Kojima game where you're watching like hour long cutscenes?
2: No, it's just when you're exploring the world, really. Uh, whatever you know, uh, Sim Plaza, we'll call it. You go down to the Sim Plaza, you see uh, your wife hitting up the uh, the old bar. Um, so with the back
1: to sim like overworld, like over style game, yeah, exa- you're not, exactly, you're no longer in first person
2: with our with, third with, person game yeah, with, with action RPG combat thrown in, exactly.
1: Okay, so it only there's pieces where it goes into action RPG, and then you pull back to sims, but the world is forever changed by what happened during the action RPG combat,
2: exactly.
1: Here's what I'll say this feels shit. Uh, this feels like a <laughs> <of> thing... <laughs> let me continue. This feels like the kind of thing like Octodad or some bullshit game that's meant to be garbage. Um <laughs> <laughs> um, in that sense, I think there's people who would play this game. Uh, I think people would be interested in how jank and weird and fucked up it is and how it's like known for being weird. Um, I think the biggest issue you're going to run into is copyright um, from both uh, Maxis uh, and from uh, from software. I think you have a lot of issues with both of those companies. Um, yeah. And EA for sure. Yeah. Um, uh, but you know what? Uh, even though I don't trust you, uh, I am going to, I'm going to, I'm going to wish you luck. I'm going to wish you luck. I'm not going to back the game. I'm not going to back the game. Uh, did I get your hopes up? I'm sorry about that. I'm not going to back it, but I do wish you luck. I have a, I have a number of some, of some buddies who are into this kind of shit and, uh, might be willing to, uh, might be willing to, uh, to take a gamble on a, a shyster like yourself.
2: Uh, well, uh, I appreciate uh, your good luck. Also, fuck you. Uh, <laughs> let me get you a uh, <laughs> sir.
0: let me get you a phone number for THQ Nordic, and maybe they can make your dream come true.
1: Activision Blizzard's pretty uh, desperate at this point. Uh, I think they might be willing to do something.
2: Uh, yeah, at this point, it's actually just uh, Kingdoms of Amalur: Reckoning, Wayward Two. <sighs> That's the game.
1: Re reckoning. What do you think? Re <laughs> re reckoning. All right, let's move yeah. on. <laughs> <laughs> I just want to say, I got the clean sweep, so I win, right? Is that how it works? Is there a winner,
0: Paul? You can win the episode.
1: Thank you very much.
0: <laughs> I mean, that, don't patronize me.
1: I won the segment. That's all.
0: Mike did win.
1: Uh, and I won. Name that name that and I won. Uh, and I won. Name that game. So I think we're. Oh no, no Mike, won again. You won trending. Uh, and I won over under trending topics. Hey, so Mike tre- and I Trending try.
0: topics isn't really a game. You guys are. fucked yourself. All <laughs> my
1: answers were really logical. Don't go back now and retcon what's a real game and what. Is I'm it?
0: retconning <laughs> trending topics. It's not Follow a real up mini up game. You <laughs> game. I'm just eating glue down here in the bottom
2: right
1: corner.
3: Like, what?
0: You all won games. What
1: the fuck? Josh, quiet. Mommy and daddy are
0: talking. All right, let's end the show. Let's get, let's get on with uh, <laughs> the final segment here, in News bites. Each panelist is going to shine some light on a small piece of gaming news from the past week that might not have gotten the attention it deserved. I'll start off. This is sort of a PSA. Windows 11 is apparently slowing down some CPUs, especially AMDs uh, right now. So I recommend holding off on the update until things are oh, worked oh, out.
1: It's So shit.
0: Um, I, I'm going to hold off uh for a long time i think i'm just not going to do it until my computer tells me to so uh i recommend others do the same or at least keep track of of how it's fine it's fine all right paul won't be on next week's episode all right (laughs) um (laughs) that's fine we play back for blood anyway mike your 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 news bite for this week
3: uh something really interesting that i found um not at all while we were on this episode because I forgot to do my homework. <laughs> uh, apparently, Seattle Seahawks are launching a new gaming club Oh, where they're going to establish tournaments, 50 different tournaments throughout their season. It's called Ce- Seahawks Sandbox. Kind of neat. I, I don't know much else about it, but I found it, and I thought it was an interesting article because actually- it was very it's random. Well, it's
0: kind of funny. <laughs> there are a lot of... Uh... Professional sports team owners that now are also uh, owners or part owners of esports
1: teams, which is kind of yeah, cool. Yeah, and like former players and stuff too, like Rick Fox.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, Magic Johnson on uh, yeah. on something. Yeah, yeah. Paul, your news bite.
1: Yeah, so uh, Funcom, we all love them. They're definitely not a shit-ass company. Uh, we do love Conan Exiles for sure. I think that's a fun game. I think most of us can agree that there's a lot of interesting uh, tidbits of goodness in there, but ultimately, it's a uh, buggy-ass mess. Here's the issue: uh, they actually have new product projects underway. That's the issue because it's uh, whether or not you're interested. Um, so they. Basically have... <laughs> They put a tweet this week saying uh, they have a whole bunch of people uh, joining the team uh, in September, uh, and now they are uh, opening up even more careers because they have some exciting projects underway. Yes, including their Doom their Dune game, pardon me. Dune. Oh,
0: yeah, that's right. Uh, like, like Conan so they Exiles, have a, right?
1: They have a, well, it might be an MMO Lite, but they haven't 100% confirmed. It could be an MMO. It could be something a little bit more intense, but we're thinking it might be a Conan Exiles, but Dune, um, but maybe a little bit better. I mean, listen, like, I think this is kind of interesting to look at. I mean, obviously, we knew this game was coming out, but it's interesting to see them kind of update and just say, hey, we're working on this and we're building the team and we're growing it too. We're not just using the internal team we have. Uh, obviously, they're not using a lot of those people on Conan right now because the same fucking bugs and the same cause. Cosmetic DLCs are just hanging around in there, so they're certainly not like doing a ton of shit on Conan right now. So it seems like Dune might have a bigger, more expansive kind of development going on. So I'm excited. I I don't know a lot about Dune. I'll be honest. I didn't. I haven't read the book. Uh, I am pretty excited for the the movie. Uh, I will be seeing that in theaters in the next few weeks, which will be cool when that comes out. Uh, and I, I am thinking I might try to go back and try to read the book. Uh, so yeah, I think this could be cool. I think the setting's good. Uh, I I worry it might be a little too close to being uh, like Conan Exiles, like yeah. a little too similar, just because it's another deserty, you know, weird, you know, adventury world open world game. But uh, you know, it could be something really, really cool. Uh, I, I just I, I want to highlight really quickly someone's great Reddit uh, comment that was um, I know uh, cap, there's no company I trust more than uh, uh, Funcom, and that's uh, trust to fuck it up. so uh, so we'll uh we'll see uh we'll see how that goes
0: dune in theaters and on hbo max on october 22nd
1: sponsor i wish we were sponsored by dune
0: sponsored by legendary pictures which also produced the warcraft movie movie.
1: and sponsored by afk arena when you don't (laughs) want to play when you don't want to play uh, ray of shadow legends we got this or when you can't play back for blood you have that All right. Josh,
0: Josh, your news bite.
1: Only going to be Matt and Josh on next week's episode.
0: (laughs) Josh's news bite, and we'll get out of here.
2: All right. uh, So I'll keep it short and sweet. It was really nice. And I feel like obviously on Twitch based platforms and Wild based platforms, it got news. But Asmongold and Rich Campbell uh, having a really genuine heartfelt interview with Yoshi P of Final Fantasy. It was, uh, I feel like it didn't get quite as much traction as it could have. Uh, other than like you know places on like Reddit and Twitter and shit, but like other than that, I mean, it really I feel like it wasn't picked up as much by like major news sites. And it was it was good. It was genuinely heartfelt. Yoshi P showed what kind of what kind of good guy he is. While I'm not playing Final Fantasy at present, it's like dude, dude genuinely cares about his game, cares about what the players think, and wants to get genuine feedback. And I think he showed that by getting two people who showed genuine interest in the game, picked it up, started playing it, and he was like, "Yeah, let's come on, let's do this shit." It was just nice to see. And uh, if more game developers could be as open and transparent as Yoshi P, I feel like we'd be in a much better spot uh, gaming wise.
0: Interesting. I, I didn't actually know that they had an interview together. Did, was there a translator or did Yoshi P do yeah. the interview in English?
2: Uh, no, no, no. There was a translator and she was, she was actually fantastic as well. Okay. Yeah, cool. It was, it was good. It was good. It's, it's a really good interview.
0: I'll have to check that out. Alright, well thank you so much for joining us here on the Game Grooves podcast, the all-encompassing gaming podcast from the Goodnight Grooves. If you really like the show, we encourage you to check out our Patreon at patreon.com slash goodnightgrooves, where we currently have three different tiers available. Any and all support is greatly appreciated and will go a long way in improving everything here at the Good Night Grooves. The $3 plus tier will get you access to this show, this very show, two days early. So you can listen on Friday or watch on Friday instead of uh, Sunday. A special shout out to all of our patrons currently supporting us in the $5 plus tier. Ishmael S. and Rachel S. A round of applause, please. Good answer. We also ask that you take a couple minutes to drop a five-star, count them, five-star review on Apple Podcasts. Or leave a like and comment on the YouTube video because everything helps. Everything's going to help us. Make sure to check out goodnightgrooves.com for all of our content, where you'll find the blog, GG Replay, this podcast, game reviews, and more coming soon. Guys, any last thoughts?
2: Uh, Boil your eggs for four to five minutes
0: for a run of yolk. (laughs) That'll do it for us here today. Gentlemen, thank you for joining me. (laughs) Take care, everyone.
3: Goodbye.